Paul, we are fluffy, and this is the Fat Packs podcast brought to you by the card, card collectible. I'm a collectible card club. I got all tongue tied. We're live here. We are. We're live. I don't know what's going on. So uh, let me let me say that again. We are brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, and all of our guests appearing on the uh, Spotty Hawk Hotline. Hotline. Which the, the, today's guest is like the biggest Ever. of the guests, yeah. yeah. yeah so, uh, Mr. Mean Joe Green, and then we have Don Russ, um, Don Russ Panini playoff, whatever you want to call him. I yeah. call him the industry standard yes. at the moment. So uh, sure. that's all happening today. A little later in the show. Uh, again, uh, we're on Facebook Live. You guys are getting the first segment, and this is where we usually uh, do uh, new products and pricing. But before we get to that, Paul, what's up? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How man, you doing, bro? I'm feeling good, man. Like this, like, I love in this time that we're doing it. Right? Sure. Because it's not too close to lunch, so I'm not overly hungry. Right. It's not too early in the morning to where right. I'm grumpy. So I'm right. liking this time that we're doing it. We okay. need to we need to make this more of a the time that we more do ten show. o'clock time. Absolutely, okay. I like it. Our our interview next week. Yeah. Eight thirty uh, in the morning. I know, man. It'd be okay. Me. You're killing me. I mean, me. you get here around six. So I do. I do. No, I'll be all right. Okay. Cool. I'll be all right. All right. That's, that's all right. good. I'll have an extra little something, something. Uh, welcome back to the show. Yes, man. You're... I know. I've been like crazy this weather in Texas, man. Like they talk about ice. And right. You can't go anywhere. Right. So they shut things down. Kids, wife, all kid, that stuff. Yeah, kids so. were sick, so we missed you last week. Yes, uh, indeed. I did. I did pull out the show by myself. You did. A little strange. I don't, I don't have a somebody to talk to. Yeah, but you talk to yourself a lot, so I do. Um, it's, okay. it's a little scary. It is a little scary. <laughs> it's a little scary. Especially when you start answering. Yeah, then we need an intervention. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so uh, what's up, man? New products, dude. We got some cool stuff coming out. Okay, because it's one of my favorite times of year, and I know you're gonna say, "Oh, it's the Super Bowl," but it's not. It's the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. The Olympics course. are coming up in just a couple weeks. I'm excited um, about it too. Absolutely, I'm totally pumped. I want to get my my TV situation at home is all jacked up, so I want to get it so I can be able to watch the Olympics by the time they open up here soon. So. Tops doing their thing. Okay. 2018 Tops USA, USA Olympics and Paralympics hopeful is released tomorrow. 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 Okay. All right. Very cool stuff. Uh, pretty standard like they normally do. 24 packs, eight cards per pack. Um, you're looking at one auto, two mems, and they did a Lindsey Vaughn career moments insert sets. So you get two of those in each of your boxes. Okay. okay? Boxes run about $65, $70 a box. You know what? We were clamoring a couple weeks ago about during the one of the fat pack, fat packs polls, uh, uh, results and we we're talking about an Olympic set. Yep. $65. I can handle that. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Absolutely. You're going to get an autograph. You're going to get a couple mem cards and it's just awesome. There you go. You just follow. And it Sweet. gives you something that you can just follow along with for a few weeks. So I, I like getting behind that. So good deal. Um, Wednesday, okay. yesterday, uh, yep. Chronicles basketball release from Panini. 
uh, following the baseball following campaign. Following the baseball, All right. yeah. So big hit already off, off All the right. go. Okay. okay. About $140 a box, three packs, 15 cards a pack, which is kind of like a like a like almost a mini jumbo pack, sure. you know, what you're getting. So many different designs, okay? You've got designs from Titanium, Momentum, Pinnacle, Gala, Marquee, Gold Standard, Limited, so many different designs that you can get in one pack. So I okay. kind of like the variety there. Okay. Um, it's pretty pretty straightforward. You're getting uh, three three autos or mem. You're going to get nine rookies and nine parallels in your box for 140 bucks. So tons and tons of value packed in there by Panini. Wow, that's a, right. that's a lot. That's 18 rookies and, or rookies and parallels. And parallels, total. plus on top of your hits. Your hits. So plus on top of just having just an awesome variety of stuff. It doesn't get, doesn't get mundane. Okay. Every card's different. All right. And then tomorrow is one of my favorite products. All right. Comes out tomorrow. Limited football. Okay. By Panini comes out tomorrow, about $110, $115 a box, just like last year. You're looking at uh, three packs, mm-hmm. five cards per pack, mm-hmm. two autos, one mem card, and releases tomorrow. And last year's Limited was fantastic. Product, sure. So, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Limited is uh, Limited. It is. It <laughs> I, is. I remember when Limited was like one pack. Maybe ten cards. Yeah, something you know. Like that. So this is they changed the the uh, setup there a little bit, but that's no big deal. It's no big you're deal. still getting quality out of it. Absolutely. You, so. Do you remember the best card you've ever pulled out of limited? I do not. I remember the best card I ever what pulled out of limited. It was an Adrian Peterson number to five. Nice. It, it wasn't an autograph or anything like that. It was just a, just it was, a parallel. It was just a parallel, but it was an AP number to five. Nice. It wasn't his rookie year. It was 2009, I think. So. Okay. Very so nice. still, it was a nice hit then. Perfect. You know, clearly, clearly. All right, uh, new price, and let me switch over here to uh, the gram and see what we have. We have uh, what we have for new pricing. I'll, while you're doing that, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Next week is that big release, Top Series yeah, One, Top Series 2018 One, 2018 Top right. Series One baseball will be out. Um, I'll hook you guys up next week with the details. Tons and tons of inserts, just like always, and uh, you know the, some good stuff going. The on rookie list is the rookie checklist is already out. We got it on uh, Beckett. Yep, it's on Beckett. Uh, Ryan, put that put, put that out for you guys. Go check it out. All right. Uh, well, as I switch over to Instagram to see our uh, our new products and our new pricing, rather, I see Kristen Polusnik's face, uh, st- or Polusnik <laughs> face, staring right back at me. So, uh, that mean soccer got soccer priced? got price nice. select. These have kabooms in them. No, they and do, I, man. And, and they're so that you, pretty. That's your stuff. They're so, so uh, pretty, man. They, and they got all the good guys, obviously. Yeah, you know, Ronaldo, Messi, Polusnik. It's awesome. Good that's stuff. right. Loving it. Um, then elite trip, uh, elite. Extra edition. I almost triple said triple e. edition. Triple E. <laughs> yeah. So that got priced okay. as well. Right. And then Brian is working hard because he got another one priced for you, which is uh, Bowman Chrome Mini. Oh, okay. So good deal. That's uh, that's things packed, man. If you guys haven't picked up those sets, mm-hmm. those things are cool, man. Pick them up. Get those thirty inserts in there. It's awesome. That's it's a it's a it's a nice little addition, a nice little parallel set to the set. Right. And, exactly. Uh, you know, if you like small things. Right. right, we're we're fat guys. We're, we're big guys. Exactly. We no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's a fun product. Um, man, you got my mind churning with the Olympics. See, they start February 8th. Yeah, uh, it comes out tomorrow. Yep. Maybe we can get tops on here pretty soon. To talk about this because Absolutely, we should. I, I love I love an, I love a different set. I want to mm-hmm. an Olympics is just different enough for it to be niche and cliche and i like it yeah absolutely so, good may, deal man maybe we can a lot grab of her. stuff going on this year you mean you got you know a big time man we got super yeah. bowl coming up right olympics mm-hmm. right into the world cup right into the world cup dude it's gonna be a great year we were at uh panini yesterday and the plans they have for the world cup are mind-blowing yeah and, and I mean, it all starts very soon and yeah. run around exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh man they they took us back there to the panini authentic area and they showed us the, some of the giveaways
plays that they're going to have for for the World Cup. That's good stuff. If you guys are into the football, you're going to be excited. Yes, indeed. And there's no reason for you not to be excited about that. All right, man. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. And okay. this, and let's let's do that here. All right, let's do it. Because we were just talking about baseball pricing. Right. Um, first of all, any qualms about about the four in? about the four guys who got in? No, no, I don't think no? so. I don't think so. I mean, um, the biggest one that I might have had a problem with was Tommy going first round, first ballad. Okay. Um, I thought maybe he was the second ballad guy, but the rest of them I th- I'm okay with. You know, uh, I, I I don't question Trevor Hoffman. I think he should be there. Right. But the thing with Trevor is that, like, can you name a big game that he was in? That I mean, No, you can't. It's more of a consistency thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely it's, is. It's more Mr. Consistency. and But, yeah, no, you can't. You can't be like, oh, game seven he did this. Right. Or, or you know, he won this playoff series or he did that. I'm sure he has highlights throughout his career. Sure. But there's nothing that, that hits that ESPN reel when he you're was, watching it. He was in the one World Series and he got blown up by the Yankees. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. To be fair, they Yankees do blow up a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, so. but he was so consistent. And he had the saves record for the longest time until Mo Rivera broke it. Right. And see, the, my I guess my one issue here is is Lee Smith's not in, and but Trevor Hoffman is right. And but now Mo Rivera is the standard. Mo Rivera is going and in, going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right? he's, already, mean, he's already there, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just a matter of formality. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you got Mo in, Mo who's not in yet, but will be in. Trevor who is in now, but. You gotta have. I think if Trevor's in, you have to put Lee Smith in. Yeah, I think you know it's usually some people just get caught up in the stats and whatnot, and it's supposed to be: Are you a Hall of Fame player at the time that you played? Right. And I think that's more where they need to go back and focus on when Lee Smith was playing. Was he the top of his game? Sure. Or the top player back then. So and the answer is yes. The answer is yes, but I think they just need to focus more back on that. I think they get caught up and and it gets lost sometimes. Sure. In that. So, sure. Because he he was obviously before all the steroid age, mm-hmm. so there's no reason for that to be the, the issue. So I think that's just a matter of of um he'll work his way in uh the, another big question is what hat is jim Tomey gonna wear he played for six teams that's true he did <laughs> play for six teams that is uh yeah i don't know i got you got me there. i'm, I'm sure it's gonna be cleveland i mean it would make sense that it's cleveland but he i mean it could rightfully be philly you know yeah, it could be um i think the craziest observation that i was making last night watching looking at some of this was, sure you know this is like if you want to talk about junk error, mm-hmm. these are the junk error sure. guys yeah. making the Hall of Fame. So you've got Chipper Jones upper deck rookie at like three bucks. Right. Tomei's rookie is like two dollars. You right. know what I'm saying? Like there's these guys that are Hall of Fame guys that hit the the pinnacle that to, you know to use that word, and their cards just don't have that that huge value to them because of the way the market was at the time. Bringing in the value in the cards, uh, I think. Of all the players, I think Chipper Jones has the most valuable rookie in the Desert Shield. Well, the Desert Shield, yes, yes, that the has Desert to be. Shield I mean, card. it has to be number one, right? right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tommy, he looks so awkward on those Bo- early Bowman and Upper Deck cards. He does. Uh, I think I, I think I read or saw this somewhere that he has the most career walk off home runs. He was Mister Walk Off. Yeah, yeah, That's, something like that. I mean, it makes total sense. And then there's Vlad Guerrero. I have no qualms with him being in the Hall of Fame at all, but I, I want him. I want him to go in wearing an Expos hat. I know that he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't all there that long. Time. But um, you know, do you have any memories of him being a national? Very little. I mean, yeah. it, you know, he was the big name at the time. Sure. When they when they came over, but yeah, not not a whole lot. There was a little bit of hype around him, but um, the Nationals were just at that time were just such like. Everybody, you were excited about everybody. Sure. It's not just one person. Sure. And he didn't. He didn't quite have that superstar. Stat. I mean, he had superstar stat, but he wasn't mm-hmm. totally, um, you know, it wasn't like having a Mike Trout or something like that coming over to, to your team. Vlad Guerrero was the first card. It was a, it was an SPA 
Vlad Guerrero. It wasn't a rookie, but it was an autograph. And it was the first card I ever sold to a hobby shop. Really? And I got like 15 bucks for it. And I felt like I got ripped off when uh. I walked out. <laughs> That's funny. I that. won't name the shop, but it's in it's it's in the Denver, Colorado area. Oh. It wasn't Mike's. It wasn't Mike's. It wasn't oh, Mike's. I was say. But there was another one around the corner not too far. On Blackhawk and the, the, <laughs> oh, those guys, I I just but felt look like that card it, up now and see what it's worth. Yeah, I should see you what might, it's worth. Like. You might not have got. He was a tough. He was a tough get anyway, and just in a product anyway. Yeah, he wasn't. Already. He wasn't a uh, freely signing stuff. So right. So uh, this is the where I'm gonna him and Hall about Edgar Martinez not making it in. Okay. But I think the positive thing here is that Edgar got seventy percent. Mm-hmm. So there's not there's never been a player who's got who has achieved seventy percent who has not got in. So he was just twenty votes shy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next year he gets in. He gets in. I hope he gets in because um, all he did all was win. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all he did was take advantage of a rule that was in Major League Baseball. I mean, yeah. he he played DH. That's what he played. If he would have played in the field, you know, either third base or first base. Right. Right. He probably would have been a defensive liability, but you can look at the Hall of Fame list and and There's plenty of yeah, defensive liabilities exa- out there. Exactly, plenty of them. If they would have had the DH rule a long time ago, you right. know, things would have been a little bit different. Right, for exactly. Some outcomes. I, I I think he's in next season, and I hope he is. And then I can stop having this <laughs> having this conversation. this conversation. How about Mustina? Are you okay with that one? Uh, you know, that's another guy that gets marred by the steroid error. Um. I, I don't remember ever seeing anything about him being on steroids, but I might have just missed it. No, no, um, he, he was he was it was pretty clean. Yeah, yeah he didn't so, have any controversy around him at all. Um, but he, I mean, he was a beast. He he was, I mean, being an Orioles guy, you know, right. he was a beast. And yeah, I was a fan of his until he went and to the Yankees. To the Yankees, which was like the worst possible place he could have gone. Sure, for, as an Orioles fan at the time. Sure, but, um, great playoff record. Yeah, it'd be just amazing and tough. I think I think he'll get it. Hopefully, I mean, eventually. Hopefully. I think people are just um, you know the Yankees were beating teams and scoring ten sure. runs every time he went out there, and I think that he could end up having an ERA of seven and still had the same record. Of course, so I think that's kind of hurts him a little bit. But just a little bit. He shouldn't be hurt by the fact that he was on a on a good ball club. Yeah, you know. And He's then still, you have the steroids guys. Then you have the steroids guys, right? Uh, each of them went up a little bit. Yeah, percentage wise, right? I think eventually they get in, but it's going to have to be with the writers. If it goes to the players, they won't. Get it's in. never going to happen. No, it won't get in. And I think most of them, unfortunately, might not get in until they pass away. Can I say that? No, I mean, you know well, what I mean. It, by it that time, it might be too late for some of these it guys. Could be. Because uh, Bonds, Bonds, and Clemens only have four more years of eligibility oh, that's right, left because they run out of eligibility. Yeah. That's right. So, like, if it hits the writers or it hits the players, it's not happening. Not happening. So, all right, that's it. That's uh, the first segment down. Uh, coming up next, well, I, I, I don't know how to say huge I- any bigger than yeah, huge. Mean Joe Green. Um, that is jo- the biggest 275 pounds out there. Yes, that really was. Uh, mean Joe Green, he, we, we were talking about his new book, uh, Built by Football. Mm-hmm. Amazing stories in this book. Yes, for um, sure. A- again, I say it at the end of the interview, but uh, – if it's not necessarily a football book. If you're looking for a football book, some of it's there. But this is about the man and who he is. It's not a long book. It's only 180 pages, 170 pages, something like that. But he's he, he's a great storyteller. And once he warmed up to us, he started talking. <laughs> he started right. talking, and it, that was good stuff. And then later, uh, after that interview, uh, 
Paul and I headed head over to uh, Panini. We, we sat down with uh, Tracy Hackler and Scott Prusha, who are both a Beckett alumni, and now they're over there at Panini doing their thing. He's doing crazy stuff over there, man. And crazy, crazy stuff. Th- that's a. It was a great interview. A lot of insight to what what like what goes into making a product. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of their special stuff that they do for like Black Friday and, and Father's Day and stuff like that. We sat down with the Black Friday man. Yeah, with the Black Friday man, Mr. Scott Prusha. So uh, all that's coming up, and then we're going to come back at the end of all that with a little bit of Becca whatevs. We got some fat pack polls. We got to answer, uh, get into one in particular that I am taking, uh, I, I'm objecting to. So all right, and that's uh, awesome. that's that. I was in Seattle. I was fired up, bro. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you that. that. All right, guys, uh, hang tight. And we'll be right back. Hey guys, Jeff S. with TopShelfBreaks.com, and you're right now listening to the Fat Packs with Beckett Radio. All right, we are back after that short break, and um, our next guest needs no introduction. I don't think I could even do this properly, Paul. Zero, zero introduction. I, I don't think that I could do this properly. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a footballer. That's what you really need to know about him. And he was built by football. Simple little plug there for the uh, I like that. I like <laughs> that. Very like, good. Uh, Mr. Mean Joe Green is on, is on the line with us on the Sparty Hot Cash Line. Joe, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for joining us. Fantastic, man. So excited that you could be with us this afternoon. Um, so many things to talk about. Yeah, so. there's a lot to talk about. We're going to jump right in. Joe, I read the book. It's a fabulous book, and I want to start at the beginning. You were mercilessly bullied as a child, and by one person in particular, by the name of Speedy. Can you tell us about growing up, what that was like, and what happened that changed everything with Speedy? Well, it was uh, it was a little difficult, and looking back, uh, you know, uh, probably somewhere in the fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, uh, I was always you know, larger than you know kids uh, that was in the same same uh, school with me. Some of them were older. You know, like when I was nine, they may have been 12 or 14. And because I was large, as kids go, they they wanted to try to get a reputation by beating up the big kid. And, you know, that went on for a good little while. And uh, when I was in junior high, I used to have to, (laughs) it's amazing, I would have to look look out the school door and see who was out there waiting for me, and then I would find a way to get out and start running. So I, I ran quite a bit during those first uh, uh, couple of years in junior high. Um, I went to a, a junior-senior high school. Um, it was uh, the seventh grade through, through uh, to the 12th, and... Some of the older guys did kind of pick him and pick on me a little bit, and you did mention Speedy. Well, Speedy was uh, probably a couple of three years older than me, but he was a he was a big size guy also. And um, you know, I always said that when Speedy got bored, he'd find Joe and have some fun with him. 
and that went on uh, a few years until, you know, and Speedy and I were, we were friends. You know, we piled around together, played uh, football and basketball and all of that together as teenagers and young kids do. But uh, like I said, when he got bored, you know, he'd, he'd pick on me. And um, once, uh, one day in particular, we were, we were going out, and we stopped by my house uh, before we went out. And uh, we were getting ready to play football, start football season the next day. And uh, my mom had uh, given me $5 to pay for the insurance so that I could play. And she laid it on top of the television set. And... Uh, the next day when I came to look for it, to pick it up, it wasn't there. And I just knew Speedy took it. And uh, all day at school, uh, I was looking for him. I couldn't find him. But he stayed right across the street from the, the high school. And I went over to visit him, and I said, Speedy, you know, you, you took the $5 for my... Uh, for my insurance for football. And he said, yeah, I did it. What you going to do about it? And then I, I popped him that, without thinking. I hit him on his chin, and I, he went down, and I kept hitting him and hitting him. And uh, I, I didn't get my $5 back, but um, the day that, uh, the, that Speedy was always uh, finding me for entertainment was over. So, <laughs> You might not have gotten your $5 yeah. back, but you, you took it out of his behind, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and Speedy, unfortunately, when I uh, – we played football together, and uh, my senior year, you know, I was getting tossed out of football games because I was always fighting. And my head coach told me that. He said, this last game, boy, if you start something – on that field, and they come after you. I'm going to just let them go. Well, sure enough, that did happen. <laughs> and the only guy that came out there to help me was Speedy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a story. Yeah. yeah, that's a great story, Joe. That's a great story, man. Um, you, you overcame you overcame that bullying, and but you, you in the book you tell a great story about how you had to learn to control that uh, – that passion that you had on every play where you weren't losing your temper because you guys, you guys weren't, weren't really a good football team. So what did you do? What happened to help you overcome that? And how did you uh, carry that through your career? Well, I, I you know, in, in hindsight, looking back, you know, that attitude uh, didn't come out when we were winning. Mm. And I, I associated my bad attitude uh, with losing. When I went to North Texas, uh, we we uh, I think we lost five games in three years. So, and we had a really 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 nice coach. Um, so I didn't get tossed out of any ball games. I wasn't in any fights. So I attribute that to uh, not losing. And then when I went to Pittsburgh. Uh, I got tossed out of about three ball games my uh, first year, and I, I know I got penalties for fighting 
in other ball games, and you know we were one in thirteen my first year in Pittsburgh. Right. And uh, I think my second year we may have won four. So I associated my bad behavior with a desire to win, and that was the only way you know I could go at it. And you know I kind of think that. All of that came to a close when, um, you know, Coach No, he told me one day after I had acted very poorly uh, towards the officials and I was saying some very ugly things to him. And, you know, Chuck, just in his own way, walked up to me and said, he said, Joe, you know, those officials have families and I don't think they like how you treat them or how you talk to them. And I thought about it, and from that moment on, I didn't, I didn't do that anymore. You know, Chuck had a way of, of talking to you that you, you'd listen. So I thank him for it. I thank him uh, for uh, helping me change my attitude about my work. You know, there's another great story in the book that you share about uh, you, you knocked down a door at the practice, practice facility, and, and Chuck. Chuck had a conversation with you about that. Would you mind sharing that story with us? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this, was, again, was my first year in Pittsburgh, and it was in training camp. And how the our locker room and the equipment room and the practice field and our dorms and the, eat and the, and the, the luncheon room, how they were situated, um, the locker room and the equipment room was set right between the dorms and meeting rooms and the lunch, lunch hall. So after lunch, I wanted to go to the to the equipment room, get my equipment, and go to the dorm and rest and be done with going back to the equipment room. So after lunch, I went to the equipment room. It was locked. And I kicked the door down, got my equipment, and went to my room to rest before the afternoon practice. And uh, as I was in, in trying to get a little nap, there was a bang on the door. Well, a knock on the door. And uh, I went to open it. I opened the door, and Chuck said, that'll be $500. Oh, that was it. Oh, man. They didn't say anything about kicking the door down, anything. <laughs> Nothing else after that. That would be $500. Uh, that was just his way. Wow. Uh, so I guess you didn't kick any more doors down after that, huh? I didn't kick any more <laughs> doors down. But uh, the, the, the end of that story is that everybody was, was kind of pleased at what I did because the door wasn't locked anymore between <laughs> uh, between practices. That's so I guess I made a good move, but I had to pay for it. They should have chipped in, man. They should all give you five bucks to help pay the yeah. bill. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I want to back. You know what? I don't think they they didn't know about it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No one knew because he, you know, he just it was just between uh, me and Chuck. That's good stuff. I want to back up a little bit, and I want to talk about a recruiting trip that you went on to Texas A&I, and I, and a gentleman by the name of Gene in $4.50. What happened 
Who is Gene, and what happened with this $4.50? I went to, as a senior in high school, on a college trip, college trip, and uh, an A&I, Texas A&I alum, um, took me down. This guy was uh, Sid Blank. He was, he, was, he was the rookie of the year, I think, in, in 64 for the Houston uh, Oilers. And he t- he drove me from Temple, Texas, all the way down to uh, Kingsville, Texas. We met uh, Coach uh, Coach Stanky, Coach Gil Stanky, who was the head coach at the time of Texas and I. And uh, he took me to. Uh, he said we're going to get a good player to show you around. So he took me to uh, Gene Upshaw's uh, room. He gave Gene Upshaw five dollars and said, uh, "Just take him around and you know, just show him the sights here in uh, in Kingsville." Okay. And when Coach Stanky left, Gene took the five dollars, put him in his pocket, gave me fifty cents, and going, he said, "Go have a good time." <laughs> I, uh, in all the years that uh, I'd known Gene. Every opportunity I got, I had to remind him of that. Yeah, he was a good sport about it. That's great, man. That is great. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, you you ultimately end up landing at uh, University of North Texas, and uh, I, I I loved reading that you, this was the first time you got all new equipment, even though you were dressing in a chicken coop. But you also discovered something called the dining hall, and you had your run of anything you wanted to eat. Tell me what it was like the first time you had those 16 pieces of bacon, those nine eggs, and four donuts. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it, was, it was great. We, I did that. When I first got to North Texas as a freshman in the, in the, in the fall, I think I was um, maybe 235, 240. But after... Uh, uh, visiting the, the dining hall for breakfast every day, eating the way I was eating. By the time spring came around, I was like 265, 267. I had to move from middle linebacker. That's where I that's where I play, where I played when I first went there as a freshman. And come springtime, they made me a defensive lineman because I'd had grown. The, the the linebacker position because of all that breakfast I was eating. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I had those donuts. I, you know, everybody loves donuts, I thought. And yeah. I used to get donuts when I was in high school, but I didn't get them probably but once a month, and I couldn't get half a dozen. I'd get two. So this was... <laughs> This was great. <laughs> He's a fat pack, Paul. Yeah, man, that's fantastic, <laughs> that's awesome. man. Yeah. That's how that's how we roll yeah. when we go to the when we go to a buffet type thing, man, for <laughs> sure. Oh man, so we've talked a lot about your uh, your college career and your growing up. Let's talk about your NFL career, man. Four Super Bowls. That's awesome. Just just phenomenal what? to be to be a part of that. That's good stuff. Um, so I do have a couple questions for you. Um, so playing defensive end or, or playing on the line, who was the toughest offensive lineman that you faced um, when you were out there? Well, I know that you guys – did you say you were in Florida? 
Oh, no, sir. We're right here in Dallas. You're in Dallas. Well, um, if I don't say Larry Little was the toughest guy I ever played against, <laughs> he'll find out that I said it was someone else and he'd come after me. <laughs> so <laughs> Larry Little was at the top of the cover group, you know. He was uh, not as large as I as I was, but he was strong and quick. And you know, Miami had a good football team, and they were coached very well. So it was very difficult to 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 beat Larry. So I would I would put him up at the top at the top of the list. Gotcha. Very cool. But another, another guy that uh, I've always held in high esteem, uh, as I'm talking now, I'm forgetting his name, but um, he played for the Cleveland Browns, and he uh, he blocked for Jim Brown Hall of Fame, Leroy Kelly Hall of Fame, and Bobby Mitchell Hall of Fame. And when he went into the Hall of Fame, those three, he was in a wheelchair, Oh. And those guys wheeled him up, wheeled him up to the stadium, up to the uh, um, the stage. And that guy, I faced him my first and second year, and he was very difficult, very tough. I I must apologize, but I'm I'm having one of those senior moments as we talk, and I can't remember his name. That's all good. But well, We'll look him up. No big deal. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> All right. So, um, as far as t- facing the linemen, who was your favorite team to just to just beat up on, man? That you just got excited about going out there and just killing them every time. Well, it was good to get a win anytime. Right. True. But uh, you know, I we like we like we like beating up on the Bengals. Ah. Okay. We like we like beating up on them, and it didn't happen all the time, but uh, it was just it was just that kind of relationship. I think, you know, we played uh, we played Cleveland and we played uh, Houston twice, and Cleveland twice, Cincinnati twice every year, and it was just Cincinnati that that we just had to win, mm. and uh, you know the games that we played. Against the Cowboys and uh, against the Raiders, they always seem to have more significance because they were in seemingly bigger games, Super Bowl, playoffs, and uh, naturally it was good to win those games. You weren't thinking about beating them up, you just wanted to win. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That is true. Oh man, so so today you you're sure you watch a lot of football now. So how do you think your game would translate into today's NFL? Boy, good question. Uh, I'd have to change some things. Uh, that brick I used to take into the game with me, they wouldn't let me bring it in. <laughs> um, I played at. Uh, 265 to 270, and I don't think you have anyone playing on the interior defensive line wearing 270. No, I don't think so. So that would have been, like I said, I'd probably have to 
gain some more weight, get a lot stronger. Uh, I think I had the right temperament. But, you know, if, you, if you're getting beaten up all the time, you know, that temperament that you're bringing to the game probably changes a little bit. That's true. Um, if you do, in order to have success at what you're doing, you got to believe it, and you have to have confidence. So if they were beating me up, I probably was lacking, would be lacking some, some confidence. So it would have to, something would have to change. Um, I'd like to think that I could make the change and, and play at uh, 290, 95, something like that. Which I'd still be underweight for going against these offensive linemen wing 300, 310, and up. So I try to find a way. Being competitive, I try to find a way, but I couldn't. I couldn't. It's a, it would be an uphill battle. I said like that. <laughs> All right, I got you. That makes sense. Oh man. So, um, what do you remember about the Ballad of Mean Joe Green on the Great Space Coaster? To switch subjects completely. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Golly, I I, rem- I remember being up there visiting uh, the show, the, uh, the Great Space Space Coast. My son came with me. Hmm. We had a good time. I, I cannot remember the Battle of Mean Joe Green. <laughs> <laughs> who, I, I think it was. Uh, one of the characters sang sang the song for me. Yes, sir. I watched it this morning. You you were sitting in a big grandiose chair, and there was a there was a character behind you singing singing the song. And you took offense that he called you mean. And his argument was that he said you were the nicest guy around in the second line. <laughs> oh my, golly, that was that was a while ago. <laughs> That's funny. We um, did have fun. I think my son was uh, probably about nine years old at the time. He's uh, he's forty eight now. Oh wow, <laughs> gotcha. So before we let you go, do you have any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe a pick to win or anything like that. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to go against uh, uh, New England. It's New England. Um, they, well, my thoughts on them is that they play the game the way they always play. They don't try to trick you. They don't try to uh, be fancy. They just do what they do, and they do it well. If you stop what they are doing, they can seemingly go to another level doing the same thing. And... They're not going to beat themselves. You have to beat them. And that's how you, that's, that's, so you can't go against those guys. Um, when I watch all the football games, all the playoffs, and they were, the playoffs, the games were turned when the other team made a mistake. And mistakes are, are costly, and uh, New England does not make mistakes. Right, it's very true. 
That's very, very true. Very, very true. So one more thing before we let you go. We um, you know, we work for Beckett, so we work in, in, in pricing and, and dealing with a lot of baseball cards and football cards and trading cards in general. So what are your experiences with, with cards? Do you have any of your own uh, your own football cards? Do you, have, do you collect at all, anything like that? No, I don't collect. I have some uh, uh, through dealing with uh, some of the uh, the card people. Uh, no, I just keep them. I sign them and put them away. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was a long time before I ever got into got involved in signing autographs. Cause that wasn't that was that was never a thing that I really in, enjoy doing and I didn't see any purpose in it um, but after a while uh, because I couldn't deny um, signing cards or autographs I, you know I just saw looked at the business and saw that you know if I signed a, a card or a postcard or whatever I did, I'll find it on eBay or someplace and so that's when I started signing uh, at the card shows and things like that. But, uh, you know, during the old days when uh, when people would walk up to you and they'd shake your hand and say, they like how you play, or they, they call you a bum, <laughs> that was, to me, that was, that was the, the true uh, era of, Fan and an athlete. Right now, you know, you're not so sure who's the fan. Right. That is a good perspective. On that, that. that makes it a is. lot of sense for sure. That Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Joe, we want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for making your time available to us. We really appreciate this. Everyone listening, uh, I want you to go pick up a copy of Mean Joe Green, Built by Football. It is a great read. It, you're going to learn a lot about the man. Uh, you know him as the football player. You know him as the guy in the Coke commercial, but you're going to learn a lot about the man, and that's uh, what's important here. Uh, Joe, any closing thoughts? Uh, the caveat, it is a quick read. Yes, sir. It is a quick read. Only 174 pages. It will not take you all day. There you go. That's appealing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I enjoyed being on you. Thank, thank you very you. much, sir. You have Bye-bye. a great day. This is Super Bowl champion Evan Mathis for Rebuyers.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us after that quick break. We are here at the Panini headquarters, Panini America headquarters. There's a lot of greatness going on. This is like Toys R Us. Man. This is like this Toys is like R Us for us. Awesome. Uh, we are joined by the great Tracy Hackler. <laughs> Tracy, how are you doing, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me. And the uh, always passionate Scott. Oh, wow, Fusion. man! Look at that <laughs> intro. I like <laughs> that. Passionate, passionate, dude. Have you heard my interviews before, dude? I'm all energy, bro. He's Bring all it. energy. That's awesome. Man. We are. Uh, we are oh, wake oh, up! Wake oh, up, Tracy! Oh, wake oh, up! Oh, oh man! We are hanging out here. Did he just here. really sne- uh, snore on me? He, he did. He was. Snore? He did snore. He snored on you. I'm sorry that that happened. But we're hanging out I here. Need, I need to bring more energy to the table, man. A little yes. bit more. Can you, can you just like turn it up to eleven? Hold it's on. like a four right now. No, I feel like Neil Diamond. Right? <laughs> hey, sweet <laughs> Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. He's got Parkinson's disease. Yeah. <laughs> know, way, to bring the, way to bring the story down. <laughs> well, way I thought that's why you. Were, that was like your tribute to Neil, the great no, Neil Diamond. The great was not. Neil Diamond. 
Okay. All right, we're moving on. Let's talk about the Super Bowl because that's right up on us. I know you guys do a lot of cool stuff for the Super Bowl. What has Panini got lined up for it? Well, for the last five years, I guess, our Super Bowl week has really started on, on that Monday night sure. with the Super Bowl opening night media, what used to be media day, Okay. Um, with the Panini Super Bowl Kid Reporter Contest that launched um, in earnest three years ago, really. We partnered with Trent Dilfer. Uh, has Trent been for every one of them or just? No, no, no. He's only been, this will be his fourth? third this one. This will be his third one. And we we start the season with promo cards. Mm-hmm. It is free to enter the contest, but we do encourage you to, to purchase packs because that's how a lot of people find out about it and enter it. But you can't open an early season product of ours and not find um, information on, on how to enter that contest. And it, when the the opportunity to buy a pack of Donruss or a pack of Score or whatever it is and know that your kid or you, if you're a kid, can win a trip to the Super Bowl. Sure. Is amazing. And people don't think that stuff really happens. It happens every year. And last year was the culmination of it for us because little Joseph Perez from California won media night when he asked Tom Brady uh, who, who his hero was. Right. And Tom Brady got emotional. Sure. And because of Joseph's question, we later found out that his mom had been dealing with some issues and his mom and dad weren't able to come to a lot of his games uh, like he was accustomed to so mm-hmm. um that was a highlight of the program so far but we uh, look forward to we're gonna uh announce our w- winner for this year pretty soon awesome and uh we hope to have many uh, memories from this year as well so that's how it starts and then it transitions but all all that week uh scott and his team have uh a lot planned. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Scotty. Oh, thank you. Wow. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people probably listening will remember the traditional NFL experience or, you know, baseball fan fest or, or the different shows that kind of surrounded in the, the, the key events like that. That's how it kind of started. It's changed quite a bit, but it's still very interactive for us. Um, the NFL experience will be set up in the Minneapolis convention center and we'll have a booth there. We actually have two sections, one main booth and then one area in the kid zone. Uh, our main booth will just be handing out trading cards and, and just introducing new fans to, the, to collecting and trying to just get them hooked like we all are. And then in our kid zone, we're actually going to have our trading, create your own trading card station set up where kids can come up, get their own card made, Sweet. digital card, Sweet. Um, and then share it through social, email, and whatnot. So it's a really neat uh week for us and then it just it really kind of uh comes together at the end of the week when we have something that we are really proud of too along the lines of of the super bowl kid reporter this is probably our 10th year i mean i'd have to go way back to see how many years we've done it but we do something called the pop warner skills clinic and as an exclusive partner of pop warner uh we we came up with this idea many years ago to to bring the flavor of the Super Bowl to local kids and Pop Warner kids specifically to enjoy the Super Bowl, to participate and feel like they're part of it. So what we do is we put together a skills clinic where we bring in five to seven players. We'll have stations set up. They'll be interacting with uh, players, catching passes, uh, running the ball. Last year we had Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell. We had uh, Teddy Bridgewater throwing passes. So, we try to bring out as many of our athletes as we can to interact with the kids, and it's our way of 
showing these kids, hey, the Super Bowl is in your city. Come on out. It's a lot of fun. So it's it's a long week for us. And now, over the last couple of years, with the Pro Bowl being in Orlando, we actually have people at the Pro Bowl right now. Uh-huh. And the Pro Bowl leads into Super Bowl, which sure. starts Saturday, technically. It runs from Saturday to Super Bowl Sunday. So it's a long week for the team, but we do a lot to promote trading cards and and – and interact and engage fans and, and just try to get them excited about what we do. No, I got fantastic. I got to ask you, are you prepared for the eight degree weather in Minnesota? Sort of. So. <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you this is the first event that I've purchased for the team. Gloves, hats, mm. special coats, nice. uh, no shoes, but uh, we are going to do the best to make sure that everybody stays warm. Sure. But where's Panini while doing it? There you so go. That's, the, that's from the marketing side, right, Tracy? Yes. Right here. yes. That's, that, nice. that's not the question I was going to ask. The well, question I was going to ask was how I got to come with them. Oh, how you that got was to come how with I get to sneak on a plane or something. Actually, like a, little, <laughs> a little sneak peek into next week's show. We're going to have the uh, St. Paul Saints on with us, and they have a sweet snow slide set up for the super bowl so if you Sweet. guys if, if panini gets over there and gets to go down the snow slide we'll try to blog it yeah. put it on the night's lance that we're going down opening a pack of cards yeah. down the snow slide. for sure that would be, that'd be cool down. that would I'm be really pack of cards that'd be awesome <laughs> awesome let's talk about your football calendar for the rest of the year because as the super bowl turns over you got a few more 17 products coming out but then you get ready for 18 as the draft is coming what are you guys doing to prepare for that for the draft, well, I mean, it's you know, as soon as those players, it's amazing to think it's here, right? I know, right? Yeah. It's the, there used to be an off season in between sports, sure, but now, man, it's twelve months a year, three sixty five. But yeah. we just left the uh, the rookie closeout event in conjunction with the NFL uh, PA Collegiate Bowl, mm-hmm. and that kind of a lot of the top r- rookies from this current season were there, completing their autograph commitments sure. for flawless national treasures. Oh, very nice. So we do that every year, but then that there's no downtime between that and uh, our acquisitions folks mm-hmm. are talking to agents, talking to players right now. And as, as soon as a player declares for the draft and signs his GLA, we're, we're, we're in contact with them to set up autograph deals for the uh, 2018 season. Sure. So that's going on in earnest, and uh, hopefully we'll have some, some – bigger announcements about the 2018 class in the coming weeks sweet sweet yeah, to, your, to tracy's point there used to be that downtime between uh the super bowl and the draft but because we are we have the collegiate license mm-hmm. and we now want to do uh to capitalize on that window the combine has become an important event for us to get together with players meet with agents gets deals done um, and so you're talking about the combine is in four weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. we there is really no off season. I mean, we're we're going to work as hard as we can through through the end here, of course, and then turn it over to the new classes as the combine starts, and then obviously the draft. So it's the Senior Bowl is this weekend. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then you got you got guys like Baker Mayfield there, who is a local guy. I mean, he's not far. So are you guys are you? Like, is that somebody you would try diligently to get on board with a panini and, and have them sign and, and get them into your products in, for 2018 as soon as you can? I mean, I mean, I love Baker Mayfield, so yeah, for sure. That's why not, I'm asking. <laughs> not necessarily because he's a local guy, but, right. but because he's going to be one of the most collected rookies of the year. Of course. So yeah. we try to get those. I mean, last year we had Leonard at this time. We announced him. Uh, in years past, we announced guys like Paxton Lynch and E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith, um, and the list – goes on and on but yeah we want case keenum yeah, <laughs> there you keenum. go hey we had case keenum before people knew who case keenum was. andy dalton was an early guy yeah. that we oh, got okay. um so yeah we we 
are in contact with all those folks. And, awesome. And obviously those those guys are what uh, are going to move the needle f- for us in products. So we want right. to have them in there too. Do you guys have like a draft guru in here that like <laughs> makes predictions and mock drafts of who you should be picking up? Or do you guys just watch those closely? Yeah, no. They, w- our guys over in the product development side, we have a few guys. Nick Mativich is one of them who, who really studies it. And uh, Ben Eckler ben is, yeah. is real big on the college side. Looking at those prospects and trying to get as many guys early as we can. Sure. Yeah, and so they they'll every now and again they'll pull out guys that have early autographs, and mm-hmm. at the time you pull it and you're like, "Who is this guy?" Right. And then two weeks into the season, you're like, "Oh, I need to go back and find that guy. Right. That guy's hot." Right. So that's always cool. But man, they they study it like a Mel Kiper, a, a McShay does. Sure. Wow. And uh, because. They also look at that list and their projections based on how much we're going to pay for autographs. Too. Right, right. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of business acumen that goes into that as well. Sweet. Yeah, but I mean, along that lines too, is that you know because of the collegiate license we have now, opens a lot of different doors we didn't have before. So we can make product as soon as possible. Of course. So we're looking at guys that aren't necessarily maybe first rounders mm-hmm. but are that have a lot of fanfare so let's just say baker makefield doesn't go in the first round i mean mm-hmm. he's heisman trophy winner still incredibly popular he's a guy we want sure but then as the draft unfolds and you see where these guys fall then the nfl kind of kicks in and that's where you know rookie photo shoot takes place we we pin down those top 40 guys so it's kind of a it's tale of two stories you know our some of the guys that you don't think will necessarily impact NFL products are going to impact collegiate product tremendously over the next few months. And then the draft takes place and then it changes over almost to a new thing. That's Sweet. what's kind of interesting about this time frame and the product that we put out there. That's awesome. And you mentioned the senior bowl just real quick. We, mm-hmm. for the first time we have a little partnership with Scott Wright of DraftCountdown.com, and yeah. he's out there this week. Um, and he's having some of the guys open packs of our cards and talk about the players in them and, so look for that on draftcountdown.com. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Nice. Good deal. Good deal. Um, no, what I was going to ask was um, – now it's gone. I slipped it's his gone, mind. Man. I'm sorry. I was on it, and then I forgot. It happens to me all the time. It does, man. I don't know let's what happened. Mo- let's move forward and talk about the other football. Uh, the World Cup is, uh, is upon us, and you guys are rolling out a big campaign. It, if it's anything like it was a couple of years ago, it's going to be amazing. So wh- what do you guys got planned for that? Man, Scott, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, you're right. It is a it is a massive uh, effort for us as a company, and uh, it's it's probably the most exciting thing we do. And I'm probably glad that it's only every four years. Sure. Otherwise, uh, I might not make it year after year after year. But uh, man, it's it's going to be incredible. Um, you know, a lot of what we do from a sticker book standpoint mm-hmm. and, and getting sticker books out in the marketplace and collectibles takes place before the world cup. Sure. A lot of people just focus on the tournament starts mid June ends mid July. But for us, uh, I mean the key date that we're kind of looking at is April 1st. Okay. So we'll hit the ground running on April 1st from anywhere uh, from anything between mobile tour, traveling the country to promotions going on throughout retailers throughout the country hobby shops throughout the country engaging players um you know we get a lot of questions about the u.s not making the world cup but mm-hmm. that hasn't impacted us as a company at all um, of course not we're no. i mean you know team team mexico is gonna have i mean has a good shot at they are they're in a tough group but sure i think they're gonna they're gonna have a really big impact on the tournament and so um you know we're doing a lot with 
with with the Hispanic market and focusing there as well. So it's it's going to be a, a six months marketing campaign. And by the time the tournament comes, a lot of these guys will already have their sticker books complete, and then they're mm-hmm. looking at uh, at the tournament. So. Sure. Um, we're excited. It's going to be a long haul, and it's going to be a lot of fun. He said April first. Yeah, I thought it was because he loves Jesus. You know, Easter's rolling out on April first. Right. <laughs> <here. laughs> Turns out it's just, it's, soccer. it's just soccer. It's just soccer. Well, <laughs> well it might be planned. I don't know. It's so funny because in our office, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming up and whatever, and yeah. there's more people talking about soccer right yeah, now a lot in our office than there is the yeah. Super Bowl. When I just so. saw today, like minutes ago before we got on, um, we're soli- we solicited something called a World Cup Prism. Which, as everybody knows, in 2014 was huge. Huge, uh-huh. yes, it was. Um, so we're we're. I mean, it was technically the first time anybody had yeah. done a traditional a traditional soccer product that included American trading card mm-hmm. product that mm-hmm. included autographs of these guys, and I mean, it was incredible. I mean, who who thought that they would ever pull a product and get Messi or right. or Ronaldo or I mean, we even had Pelé in there oh, too. And, I mean, and it the, was incredible. The, the thing that that product proved to, to I think everybody internally, everybody in the country, was that you know there was some initial. Um, reluctance to go out with a product that didn't have an autograph in every box. Right. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, it was an autograph for every two or three boxes. Right, sure. And that was arguably the hottest product of that year, maybe the hottest product since then. Right, right. And so for I sure. think that, that showed everybody here what could be possible if you have the right checklist of autograph signers and the right uh, uh, product mix. I yeah. think uh, with that product specifically, what I remember is what, the autographs were tough. I, I had six boxes of it. I got one autograph. Yeah. But on the secondary market, it was nice to see how those colored prisms were doing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, much like uh, the basketball prisms do now. Yeah. But those co- those colored prisms out of uh, t- 2014 uh, World Cup, was they were just as popular yeah. on the secondary yeah. market. That's what yeah. I was going to add to what Tracy said is that, the, you know, you, you never know which path the products are going to take take when it comes to the secondary market on those parallels sure and soccer followed basketball and and right. uh, that market is incredible so a lot of those parallels were just were almost as good as pulling an auto i mean it yeah. was it was a neat thing to see sure and it's awesome too i like seeing just a you know i'm an old school kind of card guy so seeing just a, a base card yeah. that's got a little shine to it uh-huh. but it doesn't have any you know nothing crazy about it and it actually is holding some value so it's it's neat to see yeah, on the secondary sure. market so yeah. I, I do want to talk about Prism. Which one of you Yahoo sits around here at night thinking of all these damn colors to come up with? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that's our sky that's blue our bubbles club usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny because I'll do some parallels once in a while yeah. from the marketing standpoint. That's like marketing exclusive, and now it's at the point where I'll go to them and say, "Hey, I want to do a marketing parallel for World Cup." Yeah, and they'll go. Man, there's no colors left. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, that's why they went to white color. sparkle. Yeah, we yeah, used white, white sparkle, sparkle soccer. Yeah, white sparkle. White sparkle that, soccer. Yeah. There you go. The, the, there you go. The best prism by far, though, is the tie dye prism. I love oh, those. Yeah. Are cool. the, 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 those are cool. Those are cool. And I, the camo's good. I like the yeah. camo. You guys camo's added good. the blue camo yeah. in football this year. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah a little, like the little. A little bit digital camo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm all. I have two girls, so and I'm the one that was the first to. To dip my toe in the pink, mm. uh, so I'm all pink right all here. Pink. So. All right, all right. Let's. I want to talk about a new product, like from conception to stores. How long is the process? Like, what, what is it? Six, seven months, or is it a year out? Or what? I mean, what are you guys doing with that? I mean, it can be both of those. Oh yeah, okay. But it's rarely ever less than that. Okay. Unless you're talking about a product like Instant, which sure. is overnight. But right. that's a different product, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a long journey, 
And there's a lot of things that, and that was one of the things that that was so revolutionary for me when I came from Beckett Mm -hmm. over to Donruss. And when we're at Beckett, we tend, in the hobby media, we tend to be so critical of everything that a card company might do. Sure. Oh, they they messed that up. Why'd they do this? Why does it look like that? This is ridiculous. Right. And then you come to work at a card company and you see how miraculous it is to get even one product out the door. And it's for any number of reasons. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people never see that we can't share. Right. Specifics on why we had to hold a release date or why, how could that possibly be misspelled or he's got the wrong birthday. Right, right. That's right. the wrong picture or how did that swatch get on that card? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, at the end of the day, it's a human process. Sure. And, and when humans are involved, you're, you're prone to, human stuff and you're producing millions and millions of cards across so many different avenues that yeah obviously something's yeah. gonna cross hair somewhere and it's not overall really it's not that big a deal yeah you know that there's a few things that go on so right but it, but to your point it's a six or seven month process on the minimum oh, yeah. wow. and that some products take years okay uh, i mean you know and it's even long to your point longer if you've got something like a flawless or you know you're analyzing secondary market values and making sure value is in every box and from the whiteboard process all the way to the final pack out it, it's it to tracy you know tracy's point it's it's a lot more extensive of a process that people realize and it's hard i mean i work on some of the promotional stuff the black fridays and the father's day mm-hmm. and and while they don't appear on surface to be as sophisticated as some of our launches mm-hmm. i mean internally they are Right. And uh, it, it's it's pretty incredible what we have to do just to get one of those out, let alone, you know, a full-blown product. There's a sign in this office somewhere on somebody's desk. I see it as I walk by. I can't remember where it is, but it says it, it, it's a tongue-in-cheek, cards are hard. Mm-hmm. And it's just a reminder that, yeah, man, it's awesome, and we all love it, but right. they, can, they can be hard sometimes. Right. Awesome. That makes sense. So, so Scott, Scott, I didn't know this. You're you're behind the Black Friday stuff, and the that's awesome. I, so, what, how many? I'm behind all the all the special promotional stuff. So okay. from Black Friday to Penny Day, Day to Father's Day to the National. Um, I create I create all of those programs. Well, congratulations because those programs are amazing. I, I think that. <laughs> and I didn't pay him, <laughs> no. although I'm sliding a twenty. Oh, there's something under the right table. Now. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Um, I think the way that draws another box of cards for that guy right there the way out the door the way that uh, the way that draws customers to shops and helps hobby shops and helps the community as a hot on a whole that's really cool Uh, I know I'm I'm rushing to you know stores around Thanksgiving or to get my you know get my Black Friday stuff or my Father's Day stuff because I want to see what's in those packs. It's always a little different, you know. It is it's always a little different. It always has a lot of our multi sports. You got to right. try to get in a whole bunch of different things at once rather than just one sport or one type of card, you know. And you guys do Christmas hats and all kinds of fun right. stuff that are it's in all there. Stuff so that, yeah, it's that good. It really doesn't fit right a program like you don't mind right. pulling a Christmas hat card out of a promo pack. Mm-hmm. But you may not want to pull a Christmas hat card out of a $5 pack of something over here. And so, I mean, really, just right. to, the, the idea behind it was born at, born from the National, which is, you know, sure. is, is our juggernaut. I mean, sure. We've created an incredible pr- program there, and, and people travel from now all over the world to participate in not just 
our promotion at our booth, but to try to go to the VIP party mm-hmm. and all these different things. And so the challenge many years ago was how to replicate that at the hobby shop. Sure. And that's where Black Friday came from. And okay. we saw the success from Black Friday and that's where Father's Day came from. And those were two, those, you know, Black Friday is a natural. People right. are going sure. to shops. Let's give them a reason to go to a hobby shop and not you know, a retailer. Macy's. Yeah, a retailer. <laughs> yeah, give the husband uh, yeah. somewhere to go, go that day. Right? TV, <laughs> go buy another box of cards, you know. And and then as we looked at the calendar, what jumped out to us was Father's Day because we felt like, you know, it is a family ho- mm-hmm. hobby. And if we could give fathers or moms even or whoever, I know it's Father's Day, but, you know, give families a reason to go into their hobby shop instead of somewhere else. Sure. It was kind of a natural fit for us. So, it's it's turned into other things where we do player of the day packs now and we do uh panini day which is it popped up in football and basketball this past year um and and we have a few other programs that we do that are more the pack pack type promotion versus just the go get your special card sure um but that's all came from the national and it all is something that we just we hope the hobby shops enjoy. Awesome, awesome. But they don't. We sure do. Right, we sure <laughs> do. Now uh, I know. I know we're up against it because uh, well, Tracy. Tracy's I was going to say this. I'm going to let you because Scott can talk for days. Sure. Literally. Okay. All so, right. So I'm going to say this as passionately as I can. Uh huh. I love you guys. Oh well, thank oh, you, Tracy. Thank you, sir. I love you real much. Thank and, you. Uh, real gonna, much. Gonna, <laughs> real much. Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you. For if you don't mind, I'm going to let people in on a little backstory. Okay. Sure. I got to go to the doctor <laughs> and uh, I showed Eric and Paul this earlier. Scott's seen it. Um, I have a rash on my elbows mm. and people are saying they're taking bets in the office. It could be eczema. Uh, I heard, I don't, I don't really want to say what Scott thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is not for family. So I'm going to have it checked out. <laughs> okay. I hate to leave good company. So hopefully we'll get the chance to do this again. We can do Absolutely. this anytime you want to. Peace. Absolutely. Thanks Thank for you. the opportunity, Scott. No Talk good about me. It's not good. Well, and as until you leave the room. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. all I ask. You. Yeah, I promise that. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I hope now it all can, comes out all right. Yeah. Now we can say what, what we really need to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Nice. So, yeah, I guess you got me now, so fire away. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. No, no, no. No no doubt, man. So um, tell tell our listeners, our dealers that are listening, why should they be coming to Dallas? What what is Panini going to be offering in Dallas for the Industry Summit? What are you guys going to be doing that, uh, you know, they, they need to be here for you know, it's it's the time that you get to talk to us. And the sure. cool part about it being in Dallas and in our backyard is is we're going to have the ability to bring more people out. You know, when sure. it's in Hawaii, it's right. it's a little bit of a challenge to get all of the different people that, that everyone wants to meet there. But I think just being able to see what we do, talk to the different people behind the, the, behind the scenes and just see, you know, what we have coming up is what's going to be intriguing enough. Um, and we have some activities planned and we have some some uh, some secrets that we're yet to unveil on, on what the fun festivities will be, but I think at the end, you know, it's just coming to talk about the hobby and you know being able to to see all the different things we do, and now we have pretty much something in in every sport. Sure, um, it's it is intriguing to to see what what's up next, and I think that's worth coming right there. Of course, I agree, man. With our first time last year, yeah. getting to go to the industry summit, it was just fantastic. So it was. I can't wait to see what. Uh, what this one will unfold and i know there are lots of surprises coming yeah I, i'm i'm 
early registration ends on the 31st. We still have a couple of those uh, discount codes left, but I'm, I'm interested to see what happens between now and, you know, February 25th when people start showing up because, uh, you know, as more details roll out, there's going to be more, you know. More people like, oh, oh yeah, exactly. No, I'm yeah, excited to see more. And yeah. I kind of know what's going on, yeah. but I'm still excited. I mean, you know, I know you guys have stuff planned and, um, you know, recently, you know, I'm real. I'm real close with Ray Schulte, and uh-huh. I know he brings a lot to the table, and Tony Fay and those guys. Right. And, yep. and there's been a lot of ideas floating around about some cool behind the scene things. So I'm excited to see what all comes out. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be cool. great. It's gonna be a great time, and yeah. we're gonna be there. Yeah, we're gonna have and a, y'all be there. Gonna be there. Yeah, we're and be I there. might just have to come over and do this again if you if you guys will have me. Absolutely, we'll you have are welcome. Don't bring your friend, but you can come. Don't, yeah, <laughs> I'll bring other friends. Okay, you got other friends. You bring other friends. Um, can I ask you about? Uh, DJ's leadership and and what it means to Panini and how and how what's he doing in 2018 that's going to you know change the game you know because he's been around the, the card game for a while but he's not he's no dummy so uh, what's it like working for a man like DJ? Well, uh, it's I mean you know we have an incredible team you know sure. um, I'm on the marketing side so sure. you know the sales team that we have is incredible and they're out there doing some great stuff. Um, I mean, we have great leaders. I mean, all right. the way up to Mark, right? Mark Orsop, oh, yeah. And you know, my boss is Jason Howarth. I mean, sure. You know, from a marketing standpoint, we do incredible stuff. And you know, we're uh, we're now what uh, four weeks in the year? Mm-hmm. Is that right? And, right? and we've already done six or seven shows. If you count the national championship game, mm-hmm. you know, you count the collegiate bowl, like Tracy mentioned. Mm-hmm. We have guys at the sports licensing show right now. Uh, the NBA retailer summit was a couple of days ago. So. I mean, that's just it. Our leaders are out there. Mm-hmm. Our leaders are, are, you know, talking to the right people. We're out there trying to get new people engaged. We're out there coming up with some cool stuff for collectors that uh, that do love our product. So, I mean, it's just, you know, Panini's great, and, and what we're doing and the direction that we're headed is incredible for 2018. How, now, as the head of a marketing team, marketing guys, how come you guys don't play these awesome ads that, that you has you have playing in your in your uh, lobby here? People need to see those. Those are amazing. How come they're not out there? They are actually. Oh, where are they at? Yeah, I mean the football ones ran this year on NFL Network. Okay. Disney. Okay. Uh, All right. Nickelodeon. I did not know. I don't uh, watch Disney you know. or Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, I got two little kids, so oh, okay. I watch those all the time. But my dad, my daughter ran in the the room the other day. We had NFL Network on. And Sweet. She said she saw a commercial. So I mean they're running everywhere and. Uh, you know that's just it you know we've done a great job our team has uh, has done an amazing job of putting together these commercials uh, our athletes have been incredible to work with i mean they bring out a lot of personality leonard sure. fournette you know patrick mahomes and those guys they're just they're incredible so we had a huge campaign last year around kevin durant mm-hmm. um got a feeling it might be Kyrie this year okay you know, <laughs> <laughs> he, you know he's doing well and right, right. uh never heard and, of him uh, you know, he's yeah. doing all right so uh, you know but no we run them everywhere we can awesome. and that's just it is is um there's the challenge is to to effectively market sure and that's to go where the dollars are spent for the industry impact and bring the most collectors in so um you know that's where a lot for us we still we still believe in sampling uh-huh. and putting something into somebody's hand so that's where all the events come into place you know we're headed we're down at pro bowl right now right. we're at super bowl we'll be at nba all-star and everywhere we're at we're handing out as many as much product as we can sure to just get people excited about what we do and everywhere we go we get the same response man this is so cool and that just shows us we're on the right path so 
those commercials are playing. You just gotta you Once gotta you find them. You gotta find, find the right channel. Now I gotta ask you a, a personal question, a selfish question, because not last year, not in twenty seventeen, but the end of twenty sixteen, we had Randy and Jason Sklar on, who attended one of your uh, your NFL rookie shoots uh, in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. And what was it like? Did you get to work with them hand in hand? I got, I've got to know they're my favorite comedians. So. Um, if you, if you got to work with them uh, hand in hand, what happened? What, was, what were they like? Were they hilarious? Because I think they're hilarious. I saw them from a distance. They were at the rookie photo shoot a couple of years ago, and uh, I actually saw some of what they did. I didn't I didn't really interact with them too much. Okay. But uh, but the rookie photo shoot is amazing. Sure. I mean, sure. It is the it is my favorite event of the year. It's the time that you get to bring forty of the top guys out. Um, this year was my – I skipped one because of some personal issues. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been to – you have a rash? Like, no, I didn't have a rash, <laughs> uh, I, unfortunately. I wish I would have had a rash looking back on it. But uh, um, we uh, – I've been to – I've been to every single one this company has ever been participated Sweet. in. Wow. And the first one that we participated in was, was Michael Vick's year. Oh, um, nice. And so looking back on it now, I, we actually – Funny story, we had LaDainian Tomlinson mm-hmm. at, uh, at the National at our VIP party. Right. And I pulled him aside and showed a picture that somebody took that I had no idea I was even in until after the event. Right. And it was me standing behind LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees. <laughs> and I'm just this, you know, young kid. Mm-hmm. And I had I had only been away from Beckett because I worked at Beckett. I'd only been away from Beckett for a couple months. And here I am. Standing behind Drew Brees and Ladanian Thomas, and now looking back on it, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. So, you know, I've I've been to every one since 2001 except one, and and to see the impact these guys have on the football field, to see some of their careers pan out the way they do, to see some of these guys win Walter Payton Man of the Year awards, and I know how cool of a guy they are, is is something that I'm really I'm really excited to be a part of. I'm proud of that I'm part of it. Um. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I'm sure those guys had a great time there sure, because yeah. it's an amazing event. And, uh, you know, you look back on even this season and, and some of the guys that were out there and the impact they've had. I mean, who knew Kareem Hunt? Right. You know, last year, who knew Dak Prescott? Right. You know? and, and so there's always one guy out of the out of the group or two that, that make a major impact, not just on the football field, but mm-hmm. in our hobby. And, and so, you know, being able to attend that event is cool. And, and it's, it's a really a neat, a neat week long process of getting as many cards as you can. And, uh, and as many autographs and pictures and interviews and all sorts of stuff. So that's Sweet. cool. And you think about it, you've now followed LT and drew breezy's hall of fame careers, you know, and you were there at the beginning. I did. I, kinda, I didn't make cards. Cool. It's funny you say that too, because I didn't make trading cards back when I first started okay. for the company, but I do now. And so I actually made the Hall of Fame set that mm. Ladanian oh, nice. Tomlinson oh, nice. was in. Nice. And so I, I kind of looked at it that way, because because you know, I mean, until they're a Hall of Famer, right? Our Hall, they're not in our Hall of Fame sets. And sure. The first card that we ever do as a company for the Hall of Fame or at the new class is the cards we do. Right. So I got to do his card, and I thought back, and I was like, man, I. I remember when he was a rookie, right? You know, and I, I and, and that I think he is the the first guy from any photo shoot that has made the Hall of Fame. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, sense. Drew Brees is still playing. Of course, I'm looking back right. on that first class, and I mean, uh, you know, Michael Vick was in there. Yep. You know, he's a a collegiate Hall of Famer. Sure, you know, sure. But uh, I mean, that might be it. So it was kind of cool. That and, is cool. And now I've seen his whole career. And the one that I am, though, I'm gonna let you in on another little secret, though. 
I like secrets. Yeah. I like telling, I like pulling the curtain back on my life because a lot of people <laughs> don't realize my life, but I actually had a card shop when I was a kid. Okay. That's how I got into this whole thing. Okay. And uh, when, when we had our card shop, Jason Kidd was a rookie. All right. Oh, okay. And me and my mom went and camped out at, after the Mavericks drafted him. He signed at a grocery store. Oh. And it was the first time he ever signed. And uh, we camped out. We were second or third in line. We waited all day, got up there and made, met Jason Kidd. And I've actually met, met him several times, worked with him on different things. But I'll never forget that moment. And he's going to go in the Hall of Fame either this year or next year. And we're a big sponsor of the Hall of Fame. And I actually help run what we do at the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. So I can't wait. I'm going to take that basketball that I got signed. Oh, you still have it. And I'm going to have him just add HOF. Nice. Oh. And like, I'm going to tell him that story because my mom passed away. Uh-huh. And uh, that was why I missed the rookie photo shoot, by the way. Uh-huh. And uh, another secret. Another there. secret, yeah. And, uh, um, and I'll just be like, man, how cool is that to see? And, and, you know, that story kind of plays into what we were talking about is just seeing these guys throughout their career and that was a more of an extreme example just because I, I I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. But these guys are starting to retire and they're starting to go to the Hall of Fame. And it's been pretty cool. Uh, this is my 18th year with the company. So I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've seen, you know, I was Donruss. I'm now Panini. It, you know, we've seen a lot of different things. And so it's pretty cool to start seeing guys going in the Hall of Fame and, mm-hmm. and the stories that, that I could probably tell. Some I can't, but right, right, and then probably now you're gonna start seeing all their kids starting <laughs> to play too. So it's like the next generation. Will yeah, start we've seen a on. few. Uh, none of them that really ring a bell. I mean, you know, every once in a while we'll see a guy who who's like his kids in college, and you know, sure. but mm-hmm. nothing to the point where that I can recall. Maybe you guys can. Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, there's been Glenn. some. It, it's more basketball than it is yeah. football. Yeah, like you know Tim Hardaway Jr. Right or. Um, Glenn Robinson. As as I think Dirk Glenn has Rice has his kid. Yeah, Glenn Rice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's true. Emmett's Emmett's son is about to commit to Ohio State. I saw so, Oh, it is? Yeah, I believe oh, I believe so. Yeah. So I saw him pumping I, I, gators, so I yeah. kind of influence, but Okay, uh, yeah. I, I he's uh he's gonna commit to Ohio State, I believe. So maybe you guys can do something with Emmett. Yeah, maybe and, if Emmett he Jr. breaks out and becomes a star and he goes out on the yeah. he gets invited to the rookie photo shoot, that would be incredible. Okay. I haven't seen anybody that caliber yet. But uh, but it would be really neat to see that, like Deion Sanders' kid or something right, like right, that, right. you know, where we know we had him at a rookie photo shoot or something. Right. We are a big sponsor of Pop Warner Super Bowl. Oh, cool. And uh, we're the title sponsor of Pop Warner Super Bowl, and we've been doing that since 2005. And occasionally we'll have a player at the rookie photo shoot that mm-hmm. will come up to us and say, oh, I remember seeing oh, your logo cool. at the pop Warner Super Bowl." Oh, nice. And that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's Sweet. real cool. Cause then, you know, you made an impact on these kids. Sure. So sure. That's pretty wicked. Can I ask you about Dirk? I mean, cause I know Kobe's the spokesperson and all that. That's great. We love Kobe, but we're here in Dallas and, um, you know, you guys have, you guys have Dirk here, you know, he's a, he's a signer for you guys. What's it like working with him? Because I heard he's, he's just amazing. Man, that's a great question because it's almost, you know, in my career going back over the years, it's there are very few guys that you can put into the category of just incredible, never has an off day, sure, always amazing, asking you about your life, remembering you mm-hmm. have kids, and and that's Dirk. I mean, nice. it's it's incredible, and uh, I haven't personally worked with him like 
one-on-one that many times uh-huh. but the one time I, I did it once and i've you know i've talked to him occasionally but the one time i sat with him for a day doing signings it was just i mean he wanted to know about my girls he wanted to I, mm-hmm. you know he's got kids and it just it wasn't even about basketball and it's just he's an amazing human being and you know we have a big relationship with the dallas mavericks right and that and that has helped us you know form a, a, an amazing relationship with dirk and uh, he's a very private person, so he doesn't do a whole lot. But right. He he really we've grown really close over the years, and he loves Panini, and and we're able to work with him is just an honor. And uh, yes, everything you hear is true. Sweet. And he is just an incredible guy. Awesome. Yeah. I know that he is incredibly has... tall too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is shocking, right? <laughs> right. You know, like you know, you see this, you see the scoring totals and all right. that, and then you see that he's as tall as he is. Was he six ten? Like, wow. He's six ten yeah. or six seven or something like that. He's massive. He's 6'10". Massive. Yeah, yeah massive. Yeah. yeah. He has that community uh, softball challenge, a celebrity softball challenge yep. that he has. Yep. And I've never been, but every time I've spoken to somebody who's been, he's like, Dirk signed every autograph. He, he didn't turn anybody yeah. away. Yeah. He, nope. He, he, he does just, a lot through the mail, too. Yeah. Google just, that, yeah. though. I think he's a seven-footer. Is he, he, you know what? We'll call like, him I think seven that's foot. one of the deals about him is like he's going to go down as one of the greatest seven-footers of all time. We'll call him seven-foot. I, I don't I have any problem. Not gonna, yeah, we can't short that guy. We can't short him at all. Yeah, don't. Not on the show, man. we got to give him his full due. All right, man. We've been... We've been doing this for almost 40 minutes, but so I'm going to ask 40 minutes? Yeah. Uh, man, gonna, it just seemed like a minute ago. I'm going to ask you one and last I got, question. I got, well, before you, I mean, let's see, this is how fluid things are here. I've uh-huh. got the player of the day autographs right sitting right here that mm-hmm. I'm going to give to you guys, right. the slab. Sure. But that's just how things go, man. Right. You never know what's going to come through here. Seven foot? There seven foot, baby. Seven, awesome. seven footer. I'm sorry, Dirk. I called you six seven. Seven I'm, footer. I apologize. A seven footer that can shoot the three like nobody's business yes. is amazing. Yes. And passes just as well. I know. He's it's incredible. Good. This is probably a little too inside, and if you're not a Mavericks fan, you won't understand it. I think you guys need to do more with solid measuring because that dude is a hot mess all the time, but he's so awesome. He's full of passion. He's full of – just he's he's an angry basketball player, and I That's think he, 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 I, I'm trying to think if we have. I mean, it can't, you know, we do a lot of team sets with them, and right, a lot right, of things because right. we do a lot of crowd giveaways, and and I don't know that we've ever put him in a set, but yes, he is. He's an interesting guy. He, and, he's uh, funny. <laughs> he's, he's real funny. funny. And Rick Carlisle is just as funny. Yes, by the way. he is. I I totally believe that. Everything I've ever heard or seen about him tells me that he's he, a funny uh, person. He's a funny guy. He's you know he's one of the, he. You see, like you interviews, he doesn't like to do a lot of. Right. He doesn't really like to talk basketball. Sure. Like in the Mavericks have a golf tournament mm-hmm. every year, and uh, I'm lucky enough to to get to go. And he, you won't see him talk basketball, but he is just the nicest dude. He thinks I look like JJ Barea. That's okay. my story with Rick Carlin. <laughs> okay. Like he was taking pictures of me with him. Were you on the court? And uh, sending them to his buddies. No, nice. I'm just standing there. And I went up to JJ because I saw him and I said, "Hey, man." Did you know Coach Carlisle thinks that I look like you? And he goes, "That's you." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, I heard all about it." But I don't. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think so." And he was like, "No, dude. I mean, nah, that's I'm not funny. dating no former Miss Universe or anything right, like that. right." All right, Although man. my wife is a beautiful lady, and I was, I was waiting for that. Yeah. Miss Universe, so. she won't yeah. listen to this. Don't worry. No, <laughs> she won't. No, now tag her. When she you, won't make it forty minutes, bro. No, she no. won't. She won't. I can't make it forty minutes. Well, you, you've done it right you, you now. It. There we yes. go. Forty minutes. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm winking. Um, for those that can't all right. See so, me. last question. What's your What's your crowning moment at at Panini? What What's What are you most proud of? Man, that's a great question. Um, that's that's what people say when they don't know how to answer. Exactly, because so they're stalling for time, hoping yeah. that we have some banter. We'll give them time to be. No, exactly. no, no, no. I, I can tell you guys so many things. I mean, um, one of the things I'm most proud of that really doesn't have anything to do with 
with necessarily my job is, you know, I did this as a kid. A lot of people don't know this. I, I did this as a kid. Sure. And I, me and my dad sold baseball cards when I was, when I wasn't even 10 years old and I'm 44 years old mm-hmm. and I, I, we had a shop. I worked at Beckett and I've worked here and those are the three jobs I've had in my life. Okay. I've actually, you know, I mean, of course, I those aren't really like, jobs though, right? Well, uh, like right. Your, my dad, yeah, my dad, my dad just still to this day is like, you're going to have to wake up and get a real job real one job day. <laughs> and he still kids me. They, they actually pay me for this. I'm like, yeah, I know they do. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's one of the things I'm most proud of that, that I am a hobby lifer and you hear that term a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yet, you know, some of the guys started at twenties or whatever, but, you know, I truly have seen all the different sides of the industry and, and in this company, I've done a couple of different things. Sure. And so I've seen, you know, by, by doing some of the special promotions and, mm-hmm. and working on the marketing team before I did that, I was actually in acquisitions and negotiated contracts. So I've done almost any job that you can do in this business. And I'm pro- I'm really proud of that because you know, I'm 44 now Sure. And, and I started before I was 10. So when people ask me how long I've been in the industry and I'm like, dude, probably, you know, 30 years, 30, sure. you know, right, right. they laugh and I'm like, no, I'm being dead serious. Nope. And so uh, I'm really proud of that. I, I'm, I'm just proud of, you know, this may sound corny, um, because I, I was at Donruss and, and I was part of, of, you know, in 2005 and, and we had, all we had was football. Right. And then Panini bought us and, and we now have all that we have and I've helped I've helped build that, you know, mm-hmm. I've been on the teams that have negotiated deals and I've been, I've talked to league people and stuff like that and, and helped facilitate those relationships. And I'm really proud of where we're at as a company, right? You know, just knowing where we were at when, when Panini bought us. And so I think that's pretty cool. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm really proud of the national and, and, and there were years where, where other companies didn't participate and we were the only manufacturer in the manufacturer's area. Hmm, and wow. and we stood, we stood there strong and believed in the national. Right. And we believed that that event was eventually going to turn and it did. And so, um, I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of that. And, and now looking at where it's at and the party that we have and, and how excited people are just to go and be part of what Panini brings to that event and how, how, it's challenged other people to bring their a game and that event has turned the nationals turned into a juggernaut again like it was in the beginning i'm pretty proud of that too so so that party was the buzz man we were there and that's all we heard man sure that was so awesome well we you keep having me on the, the show i might i might let you guys in and do some interviews man, in there how about bro, that? you can come bring right, the fat pack what are you doing tomorrow <laughs> I'll do the show again. I, I will. Right. Tracy hit it on the head. I'll talk. I'll talk he for forty did, really. more minutes. If well, literally, he did yeah, hit he his did head. head. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's a great question, and I, I'm really um, I appreciate you for asking. You know, I do interviews from time to time, and everybody jokes around about my passion and uh, and everything. But I, I I answer that question the same way, which is sure. I love what I do. Sure, I love who I do it with. He was the best man in my wedding mm-hmm. when I got married over 15 years ago and or almost 15 years ago and i've known him for over 20 years i when i started at beckett he was at beckett oh okay and mm. i started at beckett 20 years 20 plus years ago so i you know i love what i do i, I mean we make freaking baseball cards man right. we make exactly. football cards right. we make basketball cards we make soccer cards we make hockey cards i mean it's everything you can imagine and it's everything that when i was growing up i wanted mm-hmm. and i sorted and put away and i have all the cards that i i, I tell people all the time man my theme is I was one of the kids because they, they asked me how did I got where I got 
And sometimes I just answer it real simple. I'm the one who my mom didn't throw the card. Right, 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 right. And uh, um, so, man, great question, man. Thank you. I Thank like you. it. That was a good one. Thank you. I Edit that, that one out so no, you can no. just play that by itself. <laughs> no, by itself. Yeah, we'll just have the snippets. That's, you yeah. know what? That's then people go. won't hate me on it on, on social media anymore, man. <laughs> at, at the risk of sounding like I'm washing balls, uh, I really appreciate you guys. You guys are the industry standard. And I really appreciate you having us over here today. Um, I know that there are other companies out there that do this, but with the licenses you guys have and the quality of products that you guys put out, you're the industry standard. And uh, just, it means a lot to have, I mean, Paul and I have been doing this together for almost two years. We we just surpassed 100,000 downloads on Christmas Eve. Oh, and awesome. this is our 250th episode. Nice, so, wow. Um, All right. I'm honored to be, you'd have to, me on. To for be able to have you guys on for this, it means a lot. We cool, really appreciate man. it. Sure. Well, I'm glad you got Tracy on there. He had to run, but, uh, and I, I, I'm still pretty surprised that he told you why he had to yeah, run. Yeah, that was but, really crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, he is, you know, like I said, man, I get to I get to do this every day next to him. I right. share an office with this guy. And sure. Uh, people just they see us out and about and can't believe that we are who we are who we are. Like when we're out, we're like, dude, we we mm-hmm. banter back and forth every day. So it's awesome, man. That's good awesome. stuff. All I'm, right, I'm so. proud to be part of. It. You asked me earlier, what am I proud of? Well, I'm proud to be part of the number 250, man. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Good deal. And, uh, and you got to follow up Mean Joe Green today. Yeah. You got I mean, to follow Mean Joe well, Green. He's a, he's a <laughs> North Texas guy. Right. Tracy is. is. I'm not. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you'd had like Eric Crouch on sure. or uh, Mike Rogier, I might be more excited because uh, I'm a Husker. But uh, Okay. I got you. Well, you know, keep we, that in mind. Can't all be winners. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, are you an OU guy? Is no, that, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not. What is that? Uh what is what? The photo. The photo? That's Sean Kemp. Why Sean Kemp? Well, uh, I was stationed outside of Seattle, okay. and uh, I was a Sonics guy. So. Oh, so you're a Sonics guy? Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. And they're not sense. around anymore. I don't like the Thunder, but Sean Kemp, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do with this? I'm gonna go home and uh, frame it, and then put pictures of his other 12 kids under him. Uh, <laughs> uh, there you <laughs> go. Do that. All right, man. We got to run. Uh, thank you very much again for joining us. You're invited back anytime you want to come back, sir. Awesome, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one. This is Weston from Goat Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back live in the studio here. Um, as far as interviews go, for us personally, I don't. We've been to shows and we've had you know people live on and everything like that. But I don't think there's anything bigger than uh, Mean Joe Green, a four-time Super Bowl winner and Hall of Famer, followed up by Panini uh, with Tracy Hackler and Scott Prusha. That's like industry-wise. That's, I think that's that's both huge, <laughs> fat pack worthy. Yeah, fat pack worthy. It, it, it was it was a really cool day. Yesterday was my birthday. Uh, I'm, it was just a a great treat on my birthday. It was it was a real blessing. It was a lot of fun. It was man. I mean, and you know, Hackler and uh, Proust are just naturals. Sure, you know what I mean. They're sure. just naturals. They're they're. I saw a little bit of us in them. You know, yeah, just kind of yeah. like the much the, smaller us, much, <laughs> much smaller us. You know, just the back and forth and the and whatnot. So it was pretty funny. It was so. it was real funny. It was it was fun hanging out with those guys. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, Working a little more closely with those, 
uh, you've been you, you were told three years in a row that no, you can't do anything with them, and it turns out that was all lies. So uh, yeah, so now we can. And yeah. dude, yesterday in my hands, mm-hmm. I held a Kobe Bryant yeah game used autograph entire shoe. Right, that's awesome. He did such a good job awesome. of like marking what game they were from. Too. Yeah, man, that was, mine. Mine was from the Magic. Mm-hmm. I played the Magic. I forget what year it was, but. Dude, that was sick. That was a great tour. Thanks, it was. Um, I can't. I, mean, I I can't believe it because I saw it, but just the size of those shoes, like Kobe and Katie and, and Griffin. <laughs> oh, Blake and, Griffins were ginormous, massive. I mean, clearly, we we asked Scott who was the biggest shoe that he'd ever seen, and the answer was Shaq, hands Shaq, down. Yeah, but, Shaq's the biggest one. But for those shoes to be that large, man, those are some men. <laughs> Dude, well, and then when he pulled down the uh, the Dirk jersey, we were looking at the yeah. Dirk jersey, man. That was like a nightgown on us. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, like yo, if we put that on, it's like I called Dirk six seven. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. do that. I I knew he was seven foot. I knew better than that. You did. But that's that's that. Uh it was a lot of fun being there. And again, I did say that Panini was the industry standard. Right now, I think they're the industry standard. They have they have the licenses, the important, mm-hmm. you know, the Tops is running off baseball and, and Upper Deck is running off hockey and they're doing great jobs. But uh, you know Panini's pumping out NASCAR, football, and basketball with full licenses. Yep, you're doing you're doing well. Then then Upper Deck has their new thing with with uh, what are those wood pieces? Those floor pieces. I don't yeah, know what we call piece. them. Yeah, yeah. There's some debate on what to call them, but they're uh, they're beautiful. They are they are very nice. They are beautiful. They can't, are very nice. Can't say anything better. I mean, can't say anything bad about them. That's for sure. You can't. Um, all right, let's get into these fat packs polls. Fat packs polls. Um, man, the, the FPP. The FPP. I'm gonna start calling them the FPP. Uh, somebody was listening to the show. I want. I want to. I take me too long to to track it down, but. Uh, <laughs> said they they were down with FPP. So nice. I liked it. I liked it a lot. That's man. awesome, man. It was fun. That's awesome. All right, let's scroll back here. Back. First of all, uh, I do want to say a special thank you to some some listeners. I asked on Twitter if you could ask uh, Mean Joe Green anything, what would you do? And, uh, Paul, you were gracious enough to field those questions yesterday on behalf of those folks. So, um, who was the toughest lineman you faced? That was uh, by at sixty six L L I W William Bishop. Yep. Um, then one of the most interesting questions was asking if he has any good stories from when he was on the 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 space coaster. Space coaster. Uh, that was from Redman four one nine two. Mean boom. There's two others here. Uh, what team player did you like or you dislike the most? Uh, that was from woman underscore OFS St. Louis 33L. And he says the Bengals. Yes. He said the, the Bengals. Bangle, the Bungles. Yeah. Beat them up. Uh, yeah. And then there was one more on here. One the more. Toughest lineman. It was the question on the coaster. There was one more. Was. But you guys contributed. And we really. Uh, Oh, how how different would he be uh, have been playing today's NFL? Oh yeah, uh, that's from Cardboard Crusaders at Sign for Panini. Um, he'd be a linebacker. He, yeah, he'd be a linebacker. <laughs> he'd be a linebacker. That's he, for sure. He answered that question by saying, "I'd have to leave the brick that I brought down to the field at home." <laughs> that's awesome. But he didn't rule it out. I felt like he was like, "Well, you know, if I worked out a little bit yeah. and I gained some pounds, I felt like he was he was even thinking about it." Yeah, I think so too. All right, uh, let me scroll back through here. We're not going to be able to get to all these FPPs, but there's a couple that I want to get to, and there's right. one in particular that um, caught my ear, my eerie. 
My ire. Your ire? My ire. You know, your garbage pill kid name is Eerie Eric. So it is. It's just kind of funny. It is. Uh, all right. So the first one here is this is all Seattle based. You might not have a, as much of an opinion on this one, but. Well, I have an opinion on Seattle. Okay. <laughs> uh, other than Griffey Jr., who is the most collectible guy from the Emerald City? From so, there? Does from, it have to be baseball? No, no, it doesn't. So uh, oh. the choices the choices were Edgar, okay. the, the big unit, King Felix, and the glove, Gary Payton. And I said, of course, you know, let us know what you think if you have somebody else that's yeah. not on there. Because I, I only have four slots. Right. And I don't agree with any of those. You don't agree with any of those? Heck no, I don't okay. agree with any of those. So who won the poll? 110 volts, 57% went to the big unit. Okay. So, okay, let me read some of the guys that, that, that they listed. Okay. Yeah, because I don't agree. Uh, da, da, da. All right, that's Gary. Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more Sherman. Uh-huh. Steve Largent. There you go. That's my guy. Andres Galarraga. I don't remember him being in Seattle. Uh, Jay Buner. I can see that he's very popular. He was popular. Um, yes. Ichiro, of course, and Alan Davis. Okay. Uh, um, or Alvin Davis. Alvin Davis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, I only have four slots. Right. No, I think I think Largent would definitely have been interesting if you if you would have, if he was able to get on that poll, sure, and see people vote on that because of his on the field, off the field stuff mm-hmm. throughout the years, and just um, what great character he is, and I and I know he he definitely demands uh, some collectability out there. So that would have been my pick. Okay, cool. Um, I think I think I'd go Largent too. I think. Um, the big Those, unit's tough because he played on a couple different yeah, teams. Yeah, and his stuff is harder harder in Seattle uniform. Yeah. Um, he's slipping my mind now. Uh, running back Seahawks during my Congram era. Went to Alabama. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Yes. I don't know why he was slipping my mind. He was a leading rusher in the NFL. <laughs> he, was, he was. He was a beast. Yeah. Was okay, a beast. Uh, this is the one that I took offense to. I didn't. I didn't really take offense, but I. I don't. Maybe I didn't explain it well, and I kind of got into it with uh, with Sleepy Frank. And I don't really. I'm not apologizing for it. I think. I think that this is this is a real thing. Um, and this is how I. This is how I put it. We think that the is this Jordan real question is old and played due to the fact that how much information is out there. So when people ask on. So when people ask on social media. Do do they really not know, or is it just clickbait? I I one hundred percent think it's clickbait because here's here's my argument. Okay. Or let me set up Sleepy Frank. Sleepy Frank said, you know, it's our job. We we should be able to answer that question. First of all, no, we're not graders. Mm -hmm. We're not authenticators, and it's not our job. And that's a paid service. What I'm talking about is when people are wherever, right, and they take a picture. They take a picture and, and have the energy to t- post that picture to social media and say, is this Jordan real? I see it all the time on Facebook. All the time. Exactly. Here's the thing with me. If you have the energy to take a picture and post it to social media and read 900 comments, because it's getting 900 comments, uh-huh. um, you're either one, trying to re- raise your clout score, Yep. or two, you're not smart enough to go to just Google the information because it's there. If you have the energy in abundance, in abundance, it's there. Especially that card. There's probably more information about that particular card. I'm going to say than probably any other card out there that that, right. that comes into question as whether it's real or not. So right. 
yeah, don't don't be lazy. Yeah, don't you just want somebody to say yes or no. Yeah, no, Google it. Find out the answer. That's, that's why Google was created. Now, with that being said, sixty percent of the vote went to they don't know. They don't which know. I don't. I don't <laughs> believe that that's true. I just don't believe that that's true. Um, but it, it is what it is. They they say that they don't know. So okay, whatever. Right. Um, and look, guys, let's be honest. If you're at a flea market and you can buy a Jordan mm-hmm. rookie for five dollars, yeah. Let's be honest, people. Yeah, exactly. Use let's your brain. Be, let's be honest. That's what I. I I told him, I said, I'm not, I'm not a grader and I don't play one on Twitter, but I'm smart enough <laughs> to use the tools in front of me. I don't, I don't know right. what you want me to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you might not, you might not have no, even known this, but, uh, the raw 25th anniversary show was on, uh, this past Monday. Raw. Yeah. Raw, money. Yeah. See, raw, exactly. Raw. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I and know what it is. <laughs> it was, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. So the, this fact packs poll question, um, what did you think about the raw 25th show last night? Huge disappointment, but that's just our opinion. Uh, 75 votes on this one. 24% said meh. 43% says I don't watch wrestling. 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 4% says I'm a mark. And 29% say huge disappointment. So a, a lot of people don't watch wrestling, but that tells me huge disappointment at 29% was the second vote getter there. And that tells me that it was it, it was a bad show. Well, and and yes, no, I didn't watch it, and I don't really know what it's about. But not even listening to you, but a couple other guys in the office just mm-hmm. talking about it, and nothing was positive. Nothing, yeah. There's it was nothing just kind of like, meh, yeah. It was like, well, they had to put something together. They had to fill a time slot. This is what they did, and it looked that way. All right. Uh, it was bad. Okay. All right. <laughs> yesterday's yesterday's poll question, who is the most collectible rookie of the 17-18 campaign? I did it that way because I included both NHL and NBA guys. Okay? Look at you being crafty. Uh, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Brock Bozier, and Alex DeBrinkett. DeBrinkett? DeBrinkett? He's a Blackhawks rookie. Okay. Number two. Three or four on the hot Alex list. Alex Blackhawks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Number three or four on the hot list this, this month. Man. Dude okay. is blowing up. Legit. Legit. Only 6% of the vote, though. Of course, because that was like, that was like the 6% of the people that listen in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> they voted. Brock Brozier, uh, 30% of the vote. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, which I, I'm surprised here, only 15% of the vote. Donovan Mitchell is – that boy good. <laughs> no, he he's good. Arguably the, the number one guy right now. Yeah. Arguably, I mean, I know that it's not it's not a dunk contest, but that dude's just dunking on everybody. <laughs> he is. And Jason Tatum won with forty nine percent of the vote. I think Tatum probably won here because he's more on a recognizable team with the Celts. Absolutely, I, I mean, think that, so. I think that was a Celtics question. So I think that was almost you could almost call that one. But what we have to think about Tatum, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Tatum fan. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm and I'm a huge Tatum fan. A lot of his success is due to not Gordon not playing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you have to keep that in mind. Now they're going to have to make some decisions when Gordon comes back. So you know he may not continue to be the the person he is. Right. Now. Well, you Gordon's know. not going to be back till next year. So. Well, I know, I'm just saying, like moving <laughs> yeah. forward, moving yeah. forward, you're going to have to make some decisions on that. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But the Jazz get no love. <laughs> Let's just be honest. The Jazz get no love. No love. That Mitchell at kid all. is good. And this is a uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, today's question, which will give you the final results on next week's show. But back in the day, when there weren't as many brand exclusive licenses, what was your go to brand for cards? 
So I listed, and of course you can list your own if they're not if it's not here. Again, I only got four spots: uh, Upper Deck, Tops, Flare, and Donruss. Right now, it is almost neck and neck between Tops and Upper Deck. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think Donruss encompasses Panini because Donruss playoff right. score that that's yeah. all encompassing a Panini there. What um, was the time frame again? What was the the so just when you were you know when, back, get, okay. with, when there wasn't a strict exclusive license deal gotcha. with you know so you're, you're you know junk wax into the 2000s for most of us listening i was a fleer guy fleer only, fleer right now only has six percent of the vote but i, I liked the fleer products fleer ultra was the bomb yeah. man 91 with that gray the gray was kind of monotone but like i liked the gray and then going into that 92 when they started putting out those sweet inserts 92 mm-hmm. 93 and they did it in football as well so like it definitely in basketball too they had the you know the Shaq rookie that year and whatnot with the uh, the uh, the different inserts. So I was sure. I was a Fleer Ultra guy. I think that carried over a little bit. I, I I liked Fleer. I think Upper Deck gets a lot of run because they had SPX, XPA, um, UD three. Right. People uh, still hanging on to that Griffey rookie yeah, back in eighty nine. Uh, yeah. Was it was it UD Onyx Ionix or what? So many UD yeah. this, UD that's yeah. It was a ton of them. That was uh, so. Right now, tops and Upper Deck are going neck and neck. I think. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here at the end uh, at the end of this. There's like 105 votes, and right now it's neck and neck with those two. And I see see what happens. No one's really mentioned any other brands outside of those two. Sport flicks. Uh, sport <laughs> flicks. Kinsley Ken Kinsley says uh, pro set for football and Donruss for baseball. Uh, all right. I mean pro set, whatever. Um, pro line. Pro line. Yeah. There's a few others here. Let me let me click on this and get it right. Um, Hmm. 89 Donruss was your first set. Okay. Get that. And then Elite. Yeah, you mentioned Donruss Elite here. Uh, okay. Dub did. Yeah. Dad, dad, dad. You're always a tops guy. Oh, our Canadian friends. Okay. Opeachy. Yeah. Opeachy. Opeachy. And then Michael, our NASCAR guy, says Max. That 91 Opeachy set was, was, was killer. Yeah. Because it was hockey, too. Sure. Because you had the Yager rookies there. And then that when the baseball came out, it didn't have the rookies in it, per se. Mm-hmm. But that Frank Thomas card was 40 50 bucks right off the jump. Sure. You know, so that was definitely a um, – whoever put that up there, kudos, man. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, see, let me tell you who that was. Uh, Greg Murray, uh, Habs Rule 743. <laughs> right. right. Uh, 7433, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's all about OPG, which, you know, our, our friends to the north. Okay. And, and it was man. a good product, man. Yeah. 90, 91 stuff was good what, stuff. What's that CFL stuff? What's that? Uh, Juco. Juco, yeah. Juco. Jo- Jogo. 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 J-O- it's weird. Yeah, or I'm yeah. always surprised at how many people come to the booth while we're in Canada asking about pricing for that stuff. Rocket Ishmael, baby. Rocket Ishmael. Rocket. I yeah. speaking of oh, wa- rocket, rocket. Um, speaking of rocket, um, uh, this church that I go to, the church that I go to. Okay. Okay. I, I, segue. Segue. Our associate pastor is friends with Quadre. Quadre Ishmael. Ah, I was like, that's a little. How do you, how, that's odd. You know, that's how do you? Is, is he from New York? Uh, no, he he. I he they. He's a transplant from Connecticut. Oh well, okay, close enough. Yeah, so uh, he's he's friends with Quadre. I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, we get Quadre on the show. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Super Bowl, man. Uh, Super are you ex- Are you? Ex- excited at all i mean look man you know 
<laughs> it's so funny because I, you know, being in Dallasville that we live in, yeah. Here, and I'm not a Cowboy fan at all by any stretch of the imagination, which you all know that. But it's so funny watching these Dallas fans just be upset about the Super Bowl because two things, one of two things, going to happen. One, the Patriots are going to have more rings than the Cowboys, and that ticks them off. Mm-hmm. Or two, the Eagles are going to get their first ring. And everybody down here hates the Eagles. So either way, it's a lose-lose if you're a Dallas fan. Sure. Now, I don't hate on Tom Brady like the rest of the world. Right. So I'm I'm kind of excited that he's going to be able to... Do, they do, do they do it just because they hate excellence? I mean... I think that's part of it. That, you know, there's that whole, like, oh, they cheat, lie, and steal or whatever. Yeah. I just want everybody that thinks that, just turn around, look in the mirror, and think about yourself for a hot second. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. there's nothing... I don't think they do anything out of the ordinary um, other than prepare. You know, and mm-hmm. people get jealous of that and people hate on that. And they're prepared, man. The halftime adjustments that they make are phenomenal. Um, and they're just really good at what they do. So you want to hate on that, go ahead and hate. But I really think that the Patriots are going to walk away with their sixth ring um, over the Eagles. You know, I think Foles just isn't – Foles is great, but he's just not not there. Not there in the – it's not going to be able to overcome that obstacle. Foles has played great, his phenomenal, his little run here, but he's not going to be able to overcome that obstacle. You know, like Joe Green said yesterday, they just – they don't make mistakes. They don't. They don't make mistakes. And, you know, whether you want to say, well, it's because the referees don't give them penalties or whatever, but the bottom line is, like – all right, whatever, they earn that. There's plenty of NBA players that don't get fouls called on them because they earn the right not to have fouls called on them, right? Right. So, whatever. Or, it is what it is. Or travel. Or travel. Or yeah, whatever. Or travel. <laughs> or their feet are so big, it looks like they took four steps, but it's just because they have to wear size 22 shoes. Um, speaking of football, right before we came on air here, there was an announcement that Vince McMahon and – uh, I gotta. I want to find it I'm right. So excited wanna, about this! I don't know that it's going to be the XFL, but they're gonna. They want to start another football league. XFL 2.0. Vince McMahon to officially announce new football league today at 3 p.m. Eastern. Mm. Just noticed XFL was trending for once. Oh, crack now! <laughs> for once, I thought something had died. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> it hasn't. Um, you can hate me now. We've we've talked about the X. <laughs> we've talked about the XFL uh, before. We have. Uh, but this. Man, they have a chance to do this right because there are players now. Man, they had scrubs last time, right? Except for he hate me. Yeah, he he finally made it to the to the NFL. But they had, they had scrubs. This is a chance for them to like bring in names like like RG three and Johnny Menzel and Colin Kaepernick. There's a ton and, of guys and, out there that yeah. have skills yeah. that can play this caliber of football. Make it entertaining. And let's be honest, guys, with the NFL struggling, and I'm going to say that, mm-hmm. struggling with viewership, attendance, their persona, their reputation, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. this this opens the door just, it doesn't have to be wide, just a little bit for this to actually make it, I just, make yeah, something of it. Just a little bit. I'm, I bet Johnny Manziel is sitting at home right now. He's throwing the ball right putting now. Putting down the pipe and be like, he, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do this. I'll call my friend RG, RG Nee. I don't and, uh, <laughs> See what he's doing. I don't. I don't know for sure, but Art. But Johnny Manziel strikes me as the kind of person who uses an e-cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what his probation officer tells him he has to do. I guess. So no, uh, no. It, it, this is going to be interesting. Today at three o'clock, uh, they're going to make the official announcement. Um, I I just hope that they do it right, and it's not the XFL crap that it was before. Yeah, no, I mean, they like can keep league. it entertaining and fun mm-hmm, like sure. they did it before, but I think the player, like you were saying, like I think it's going to be a higher quality caliber of player, mm-hmm. and the game's going to be a lot better than what it was. It won't be like, 
you know, college 2.0. It'll actually have some some semi pro look to it. So, which I like. You know who who they who they need as their first signing? Who do they need? Lavar Ball. Lavar Ball. <laughs> well, Mello and Jello aren't doing a whole lot of anything, so they could sign if they wanted to. Lavar Ball needs to be the first signing. I think Mean Joe Green could probably be a coach. He probably could. He he whoop him into shape. Yeah, he sure would. All right, man. That's a that's an interesting interesting time here in uh, in modern social media and <laughs> getting those guys uh, back in the in the swing of things. Speaking so of interesting mean, football, should we talk about the Pro Bowl or should we just let that I go? Know, I know. Right, I have good. no right, interest in talking about, talk the, more Pro about the XFL than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I would on. rather talk about the XFL. <laughs> I know everybody would, man. I have no everybody interest would. in that. Let's set up next week's show and then let's get out of here. Uh, I'm excited about this. I know that you're not a wrestling guy, but please just bear with me, Paul. Please wrestling? bear with me. Exactly. Uh, all, the one and only Conrad Thompson is going to be joining us uh, next week. Doot, doot, doot. And he's going to be uh, – ha- he's, ta- he's, he's got a really impressive wrestling collection, memorabilia and stuff like okay, that. Right. Um, so he's going to be talking wrestling. I'm sure we can get him to talk about uh, his, his shows that he does with Bruce Prichard and Tony Schiavone. Here, I'm going to tell you a secret, though. Do you might you might not know who Tony Schiavone is? I don't, man. Okay. You're, uh, this he, is like some other language. Like I'm just kind of out there, like floating around. He's, he was he was he worked for the WWE uh, and uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, and, but he most notably is known for being the play-by-play guy for the WCW. Sounds exciting. Secret little secret inside knowledge though. He's okay. a huge card collector. Get out of here. He is nice. And I've heard him on other podcasts talk about those first few paychecks that he got from the WCW just straight to eBay or whatever and nice. buying cards. All so right. closet collector. Like he's, he's a collector. He's also currently the voice, the play by play voice for the uh, Atlanta Braves double A team. Okay. So not only is he a collector, he's in baseball and he knows the game. Perfect. So us getting, us getting Conrad Thompson is just a first step to hopefully getting Tony Schiavone. That's awesome. That's all a little right. setup there. So if you could bear with me and get right, through this right, wrestling, right. so it won't then, be as dry as I thought. You know. Right, it won't leave me like this bone dry feeling. Exactly, right? it's gonna gonna wet my thirst a little yep. bit there. All right, I got you. And we're also gonna have two two uh, give you a little more. We're gonna have the St. Paul Saints on the mini uh, from from St. Paul. Obviously, they have a. Cool, Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have they have a cool snow slide set up for the Super Bowl. Uh, we mentioned earlier with Panini, but we're gonna get those guys on. Uh, you might ask, why are we having a minor league baseball team on? First of all, they're a very popular minor minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. And name a baseball player that you know right now, and they probably went through that system somewhere. Nice. So nice. Um, it's gonna be it, kind of just like a who's who of your childhood, right? <laughs> Daryl Strawberry, guys like that. You know? So uh, awesome. that's that's gonna be fun. And then uh, next Thursday, the first, you and I will be back on the airwaves of one hundred five point three, the fan, here in Dallas as we join the uh, the KNC masterpiece, and they're gonna open up a box of of all basketball from nice. the collectible card club. Nice. Uh, and what they're going to do, they have this thing called the wheel. It's the wheel of doom, basically. <laughs> That's scary, man. I was like really intimidated by that. It's it's a scary thing. It, it is. is. Uh, so shout out to Parker, by the way. Uh, we're gonna, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna open the packs. 
Okay. Okay. And we're gonna try to create the best starting line, the starting five okay. out of the packs that we open. Done. Uh, and the 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 person with the worst has to spin the wheel. Wow. I'm scared. Like, man, internal. I'm, I'm like, I don't want. There's some like there's some older cards in these boxes, yeah. right? So I'm gonna be like, am I shooting for Manute Bowl as my center? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> He he shot he shot the three very well, so uh, there, so we're gonna be uh, on live on their airwaves next Thursday at the seven forty uh, segment. So be watching for that link. We'll try to do all we can to get that out on social media for you guys before then. But other than that, Paul, do you have anything? No, I got nothing, man. It's just it's good to be back. I've missed the last couple of shows, last couple of events or whatever, just mm-hmm. with the the fam. But uh, everybody's healthy and well, and the weather has cooperated here lately, so we are back in it's business. It's like 70 degrees today. I know, man. Just like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know, man. I'd be in shorts if the uh, the important people weren't here today. I am in shorts. I thought they weren't going to be no, here. No, so. there's still a few people here. That's all right. That's okay. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up then. I said on Twitter back towards the beginning of the year. Oh, you said rap. I'm that, sorry. I got, uh, okay. got carried away. That uh, we were no longer going to cue the Drake, uh, which that's not going away completely. We're going to be queuing the Jer- Jericho as he is our official. He's a longtime friend, uh, hip-hop artist out of Denver, Colorado. But uh, his new his new album has not come out yet. It comes out on the 31st. Ah. But I got a little I got a little EP action on it. Oh, so um, that's coming out soon. And uh, I I will have it here shortly. But until that gets here, we will continue to cue the Drake. And uh, however, I don't know if I want to do that today. Okay. What are you feeling? I didn't know this until yesterday, okay. but I share a birthday with Neil Diamond. Get out of here. Yeah. I didn't know that until yesterday. Really? And he announced his retirement from touring due to his, he has Parkinson's disease. Wait, 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 wait. You're not retiring, are you? No, I'm not retiring. Oh, okay. I was wondering there. <laughs> I'm not a, retiring. Bad segue. You started out with that. Uh, all right, go ahead. But today we're gonna we're gonna go out on probably the greatest sing along song of all time. Red Sox fans know it and love it. Oh my goodness! Everybody else hates it. <laughs> today, today we're gonna go out on Sweet Caroline. And I'm just gonna let it play. That's like the best karaoke song ever. It's so awesome, right? It is. That, 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 I mean, they're still doing commercials about it. There's a commercial out now. Exactly. With it. With, exactly. With, with two people awkwardly singing it at this red light. So, as an ode, an ode to uh, one Mister Mister Diamond. Mister Diamond, uh, man, I, it sucks that I I never got to see you live, and it sounds like that I'm not gonna be able to. But I, your health is more important, and today we are gonna cue the Neil Diamond. But before we do that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Caroline. Touching hands. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you.
And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you Warm Touching warm Reaching out Touching me 